Welcome, 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 welcome back to JLD Live. I'm your host with the most kizzy kid, the Boston himself. And I'm here with some near and dear friends of mine. Well, I say friend. He's been missing for episode. He's yeah, back. The better half is back. No, 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 no. That's not how the introduction's gonna go. Welcome back, Coley. Okay, whatever. What's, what's going on, bro? Where you been? Life. Life. You know, bills and shit. Bills and shit? Yeah, I feel you. This shit is crazy right now. Gas is like seven bucks, bro. Gas. Damn near. Yo, my God. Gas is disrespectful. Like, (laughs) gas is worse than the IRS right now. Mm -mm. Actually, I take that back. (laughs) I don't know about I got a truck, so I don't know about you, but I literally put $20 in my tank. It'd give me barely above a quarter. Yo, same. I was about to say the same shit. I put a quarter to take a gas. Like I put 30 in there. 20 bucks. It gave me a quarter to take on E. From E. That shit is ridiculous. I put 30 in there. It, like, you, like, you know when this shit trying so hard not to get you to the halfway point? Yeah. That's literally what happened. What happened. Yeah, this shit is nuts, man. I don't know. What is going on out there, people? Gas is too damn high. The crazy thing that used to be a meme and now it's like real life. For real. This shit is nuts, man. Because think about the week. We used to pay about like three dollars worth of gas to now like niggas paying almost like five dollars a gallon for gas like five dollars. Crazy thing is that when I went to Vegas, I sat there and saw that the gas prices were already like up like that, and I remember saying to uh, Dollar, me and him were just like, "Yo, good thing this is not like this back home." And then a week later, the gas prices shot right back up to there. So I was just mm-hmm. like, "Damn, man!" I said, yeah, it's crazy because I think I went to Cali like maybe a week after y'all. Yeah, you did. I said the same. Shit. I ain't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you know why I tell you my business oh, yeah you're supposed, supposed to be a team man we're supposed to go in the group together exactly and some team members got other jobs uh, I guess so hold it down while I come back you know oh, whatever you say yo speaking of gas prices they ain't the only things getting locked up what else is Brittany Griner <laughs> wait oh you mean the basketball lady chick mm-hmm. the basketball lady yeah, I feel bad for her, yo. I don't really care. I why why don't you care? I mean, well, I, care. I I care as far as I don't like seeing nobody being held against their will. So I don't like seeing I personally like everybody being free, whatever. Mm-hmm. But my thing is though, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but we grew up with a show called Locked Up Abroad. We grew up with mad stories of when you go to the other countries, you make sure you respect their laws because. If you don't, shit is not like the U.S. The U.S. is very lenient on certain shit what these other countries aren't. Mm-hmm. So, me, I'm like, did you bring in a weed pen into Russia? Like, okay. Yeah, what did she get locked up for? I, I think she I never understood what she got locked she up got for. She like got a, a, a weed pen or a vape pen or with weed with hash in it or something like that to Russia. And uh, That's were, where she's locked up at, right? Yeah. In Russia? She, locked, was, she fa- They found it on her in Russia. I thought she was locked up in the, um in Germany. Nigga, what? I thought it was Germany. I read some report that it was Germany. I guess that was false. This ain't World War Two. Germany ain't got shit. To do I this. thought that it was Germany. My f- bad. So, so she's been locked up in Russia this whole time. Mm-hmm. Russian prison? Oh, that's tough. Exactly. Russia don't play that. And the fucked up part is like, and mind you, I get one. I get the feeling of wanting her out because I really do want her to be home, stay with her family, doing living her life. Cool. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, she did it. She did what? Like, it ain't like they, she brought the weed there. Do you think she knew that? Huh? Do you think she knew about the law? I don't know if she knew about I'm not going to sit there and like I know what she, saw, what she knew or didn't know, but I'm just saying, like, you... Well, 
Fuck that. She's been to Russia. She plays in Russia all the time to get better money because they don't pay her as much in, in the States. So you know that Russia is no joke when it comes to bringing shit into their country. I didn't know. I didn't know that she played in Russia before. It was oh, because I I was under the impression that it was not her first time, but one of her first times in Russia. No, she's in Russia a lot because WNBA players they can sometimes make more money outside the U.S. Just like any other basketball organization, like no. M- don't NBA no. players do that too? No, no. Everybody else wants to come to the NBA because the NBA is the most money. Mm-hmm. WNBA players have to go outside the USA to get more money. Like that, okay, all right. Yeah, it's the opposite. Right, all right, all right. So again, it's but from what I've heard, she's played over there a lot of times. So it's not like she's new to Russia. And I'm saying like not like she's from there like that. But like you're not, you're it's nothing new to you. Right. You've been there before, so you know how it is. And you should know how it is exactly. So I'm just saying like, cool. Maybe and if somebody did like I heard something where like maybe she didn't pack her bag. I'm like, well, I'm checking my bag to make sure I know everything in there's accounted for before I go anywhere. So, I don't know what happened. Maybe I'm wrong, but just with that, it's weird. And then the fact that you got people sitting here acting like it's some kind of racial, sexist, misogynist thing because she's a woman and she's gay. And I'm like, we don't give a fuck. I don't think the Russians really care. I, I don't think the Russians care about that factor either. I think it's just the fact that you broke their law and their soil. Now, one thing I will admit, though. And they're choosing to make an example out of her. One thing I will admit that's, kind of, that's, that's kind of fucked up, though. Mm-hmm. When they said, like, if, Le- if it was LeBron James, he would have been home already. Yeah, I saw that. Her Which coach, I agree. Her, her, her coach said that. Her, her coach, I I agree. But let's not act like she's as important as LeBron James is to the cultural zeitgeist. Like, not saying, like, no human is great. And I don't think LeBron would have sat there and did Personally, did. I don't think I so don't either. Think he, I, did, I don't I think he would have brought that shit over there. Also, we got to look at her inner circle. Because in, who in her inner circle advised her that that was a good idea? I, I remember when this first. I, know, I, like, like, I remember when this whole story would first happened. Like I mean, way first happened. Yeah, I how heard long, like it was. Something, I think her wife might have packed her bag for her. How? Yeah. How long ago did that? I don't know. No. How long ago has she been locked up for? I don't know. I, I like months at this point. It's been months. Yeah. I thought it was at least a year. I don't know. I was under the impression that it was. I'm not saying that's the information I thought. But with everything going on and how much it gets reported, I would have thought like it's been like a year. Been like a year or whatever, blah blah blah. So I don't, I have no idea. Honestly. But it's been a, it's been a minute though. Yeah, but then my thing mm. is though, and I just find it so funny, like, cause like niggas love talking shit about America, right? All the time. But you don't really appreciate America till your ass get dealt with by yeah. them motherfuckers over there. Cause America, you can find a little weed that ain't really nothing right now. Right. But other countries, cause other countries aren't America. Maybe I think Americans need to actually do some traveling to get outside their own POV. Because it don't matter what America does when you in Russia. Right. And the crazy part is, they're just like trying to do a prisoner exchange and shit. A prisoner exchange for her? Yeah. For who? A fucking Russian gun gun smuggler or something like that. Now, how the fuck does those two situations even equate to each other? Exactly. Like, I'll say here, like... I'm confused. uh, Generally confused. After, like, they said, oh, this this is the only deal we'll take. I'm like, well, I hate to break it to you, bitch, but you gonna stay there. Who who, who said that's the only deal we'll take? Her lawyers? Because if her lawyers are saying that, fire it Russia Russia proposed the trade. Oh, Russia said it. The only traitor if you trade us for this Russian guy? What? Nah. Nah, sorry, love. It looks like you gonna be locked up there for a little bit more. Exactly. Like, That's why I wouldn't even take that. We gotta, we gotta trade a semi of uh, all. I can't even say almost a maybe semi known WNBA player versus the Lord of War and shit. Like the fuck we doing out here? Mm, mm, mm. 
Like, we're going to trade an okay basketball player for a gun runner. I'm like, I'm just saying, something, the math ain't math for that one. I don't even think it's about the status. I think it's just about the fact that, like, that shit is just nuts, yo. Again, like, I'm not saying that, but if, we, let's be honest, if they had LeBron James over there, that trade would make a lot more sense than Brittany Griner. If it was LeBron, he wouldn't even be there for a month. He'd Again, be there for, like, I'm a not, day. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm, well, personally, that's, the thing I, that's why I don't understand why niggas are acting like LeBron would be over there, because LeBron wouldn't do dumb shit like that. Yeah, his circle wouldn't allow him to do exactly. something like that. Exactly. So I feel like he... And even then, if we're being honest, it's like saying, like, okay, um, who is it? Uh, that's like saying Gibeon getting trapped over there versus, fuck yeah, I don't know, who's the, who's the, one of the biggest male singers out here that's black? A big male singer out here that's All black? All right, Gibeon. Red huh? on? Chris Brown. <laughs> okay. Because that, that really, that was kind of the same level as Gibeon at that point. Oh. Well, when I, as far as importance to people. You said right now, because Brett just came out with an album, and the album was great. Okay, is Brett anywhere near close to the Chris Brown level? No. Is Brittany Griner anywhere close to a LeBron level? No. It's kind of what I'm saying, like, give me on, we give love, give me on, but let's not act like the love caliber prisoners ain't the same. It's the same. I mean, I feel you. I feel you. I don't know. I feel you. Check your bags, check the laws where you go in, make sure you abide by their laws, because when they get you, they don't have to give a fuck about America. Listen, it's different strokes for different folks, my guy. What do you want me to say? Like, it's very true. I mean, unfortunately, like I hope she gets freed, though. I do. I want like her I want her to. I want her to go home. I want her to thing. I bet you she's never going to Russia ever again. Yeah. She's definitely gonna have PTSD connected to Russia and everything like that. She may even look at Russian people differently. Possibly. Then that's her fault. I mean, but that's on her. But you know, the experience of it is crazy, and the fact that it's getting traction by the media as long as it has is not surprising. But you know, it's interesting. You know what I find funny though. It's because, like, and I hate saying this, but when, like, it starts going into the social media aspect of it all, and people start having their opinions and stuff, mm-hmm. and they were saying, like, oh, it's because she's a woman, she's in the WNBA instead of the NBA, instead of third. Like, let's be very honest, though. Mm-hmm. If she wasn't in the WNBA, wasn't a celebrity, we wouldn't care about her being locked up in Russia. Oh, yeah, she wouldn't, there would be no so, story. So, again, like, no you're nothing. sitting there trying to get mad that, oh, because she's a woman, like, cool, but if she wasn't a celebrity, we wouldn't care, because... I think they were people were mad because some guy got released from Russia earlier, but he was in there for almost like ten years and shit, and he was American. And what was he in there for? I don't know, but ten damn years though. Because he's in there for weed. He might be in. He might have been going in for some like real serious shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I get it. I really do. But I mean, but that shows you like he's in, been in there for ten years though. You've never heard that man's name at all until this happened. I don't even know who it is. So, yeah. So I'm that's that's what I'm saying. Like, so as much as they want to say, like, oh, she's not getting treated the same. Like, she's getting special treatment. Because if it was any other American like you and me, they really, we wouldn't be giving a, they wouldn't give a fuck. We're Very not, much so. We're not going to be on the news having people cry about us and shit. Like, nope, not at all. And that's the, and that's the crazy thing about it. But, you know, what, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, you can only do so much when it comes to knowing... Basically, the, the the long story short, you just gotta know where you're at and how to move properly. Exactly, like that's, that, really, that's, that's basically what it comes down that to. That save you so many trial, so many issues with all this stuff. That's really what it is. Just knowing where you are and your surroundings. And don't be afraid to ask, because like she's like a WMA and WMA player, so I'm pretty sure like they had like some type of resource that they could probably have dipped into to ask to see like what's the proper way to like move like an uh, like an interpreter or a translator or some shit I'm, like that maybe I'm weird but like hell you got money you a celebrity you can't find weed when you get there 
uh, maybe uh, one thing I could see though, Percy, is her having like a medical marijuana prescription. But then you know, Russell can still still sit there that's and throw never, the, and throw that the fuck never, out. That's never been brought up at all. I said, I said, I said, it's a possibility. But then I'm saying that, like, I could see Russia just counteracting that easily by saying, like, that's America. We don't recognize that shit. Like how certain, like how certain in certain states where weed is legal, like here, for example. But you go to like Texas, and they're just like, and you get caught for weed out there, and it's still like as heavy penalized and shit. Like, I think I could see that. That's probably I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that, but like country wise, because certain things like. Because when you when I was just traveling on cruise ships and shit like that, when you go into certain waters, you can't do certain. You certain shit you can do in this water versus that water. So once you pass that, you have to like thing. Especially once you get off the ship and you buy shit, like they recommend like you hide it like in your luggage. Because if you don't, like if you go by to the next port, it's and you're in a different country, they may take that shit away. You know, so shit that's okay in Italy may not be okay in. Um, in Germany, for example, so, you know, yeah, same and, type of shit. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I, I definitely understand because like Europe is different because when you realize like countries are that close to each other, I can understand. I extremely really close to each other. Like, yeah, it's but interesting. It's still, like the fact that people are trying to apply American laws and shit to other countries shows how entitled Americans are. Because, well, yeah, because then this maybe goes into why I don't really feel sorry for her because we there are so many stories of people in other countries minding their business. That might just be trying to go on vacation or whatever and getting fucked with, with their legal system versus somebody who literally like chose to roll the dice basically and got caught. Mm-hmm. And now we're supposed to feel sorry for that. Like, not saying like I feel empathy for her, I really do. I just don't feel sorry for her. Mm. Like, I want her to come home, but I'm not about to sit here and protest Congress for that shit. I'm being real. Have they protested Congress in it? I don't. I think, I think they definitely have... Like, no, it's definitely been in the news enough, so somebody's definitely been pressed about something. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's definitely been pressed about something. But it's interesting. But speaking of, like, pressed and everything like that, you want to know something else that people are pressed over? What's up? Your guy, T-Pain, yo. He definitely said some controversial things. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It's fucked up. T-Pain's a legend. But so is this person that people we think he's weird. talking about. People is weird. They saying like, who the fuck is T-Pain? How is he qualified to talk on this? I'm buy like, you a drink, he T-Pain? ten times more... Bartender T-Pain? He ten times more qualified than you unemployed bitches typing his responses and shit. Like... I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't believe it, T-Pain. Like... I'm in love with a stripper T-Pain. I can keep going, too. It's a creative... Like, Freeze T-Pain. <laughs> Let's see. Like, he the only nigga... Only, only thing that going. stopped T-Pain was T-Pain. Because I don't really see him ever... Just falling off, honestly. Like he had, to, if he came how he did, because like my thing is apple bottom jeans. T Pain, T Pain didn't even really like flood the market like that. He gave you hits and let them hits sit for a little bit. He did, and then he like did. he'll drop you with another hit. And it's like yo, we just getting hit after hits. So I could yo, he could have had like a ten year street run and never fell off. Honestly, yeah, he well he admits now now that he's like older and stuff. Like he was young and basically dumb. He was yeah. emotional and shit because Usher said so to him and he got mad about it, which I'm just... I didn't even know that either. What was the story behind that? I don't know. Basically, he's like saying you're ruining R&B and shit, which I don't agree with, but I understand what Usher meant because it was it necessarily... Usher like, said to him, you're ruining R&B? Yeah. And I, I understand what he meant because it's not necessarily T-Pain ruining it. It's all the niggas trying to be T-Pain ruining it. Mm. So I get that. Like, even with Jay-Z's DOA, like, I understand, like, because it's like, yo... I, if T-Pain is one thing, well, all y'all niggas can't be doing that shit. 
Mm. Get back to rap. You're paying too much. Now, again, I still feel like they're some hating that, though, to be honest. But other than that, though, I can see the point. But my thing is with T-Pain, though, is like, my nigga, all this shit you've done, and you gonna let one nigga's opinion fuck with your career like that? Like, if I'm... I, Usher can say whatever the fuck he want to, and he can be my hero all he want to. And I'm saying, mm. yeah, but like, if he was my hero or whatever, I'm looking at these Grammys, these... BET, whatever you got, the fucking the money I'm saying, the numbers I'm putting out, I'm like, okay, that's one opinion versus my millions. Mm. Maybe I'm clear I'm doing something right. Shut the fuck up, whatever. No, no. So no, personally, right. I don't care. I I ain't gonna ever let nobody sh- like shut me out of my dream and shit because they because I'm gonna be in my feelings about something they said about my dreams. Like the fuck. I mean, but there are a lot of people who do get in their feelings over stuff like that. And yeah, so. Congratulations. You let somebody talk you out of your shit. <laughs> well, no, with the Tupac thing, though, what, what, he, what he said was basically, like, he doesn't think Tupac lyrically would be able to keep up with today's rappers. Or not not today's rappers, like, rappers that came after him. Wait, what? With today's rappers? Yeah. Or rappers that came after, oh, what, after Tupac, like, after Tupac from, died, rappers that from came how, after him. Again, uh, two things. From how I heard the comment, how I heard him say in his tone about it. I Who think, did he say this to? I don't know. It was just floating around that he said it. I think it was an interview. Maybe an academic interview or something like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think it was more like he meant like when, not like the Uzis and all that shit, but like the niggas who can really rap. Not the dumb niggas, not the mumble rapper, but the niggas who can really rap. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think he meant like the niggas who came after him. I don't think he really keep up with them. Mm. Now, when it sound, when you say that lot, when you first hear it, it's like, what the fuck you wrong? It's Tupac, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But then I, I sat with it for a second and I thought like, if you're being honest and break down what makes somebody lyrical, I can see his point. And it's not okay. to say like, Tupac ain't lyrical. I think Tupac was extremely lyrical. I think to be a rapper in the 90s, you had to have some level of lyrical ability, period. Very true. So, because I think the base level for what lyrical was in the 90s, the criteria, the bar was way higher than it is for now. The bar is still not being touched Nowhere near to that level this day on a massive scale. Because everybody had to be, like, you had to be nice back then. Like, you couldn't be yeah, garbage. I think, like, <laughs> I mean, I think the, yeah. on average, the average rapper had to be better than the average rapper now. Very, very true. Because even niggas we want to throw away, I think it's still murder half these niggas. Like, real talk, I had to really sit there and realize how far music has fallen. When I heard All Go, everything from Trinidad James, and remember how much of a hit that shit was. And I'm like, this nigga really. Something's I mean, catchy. It was, and it, he was, he actually spitting though too. It was like, you know, it was like. This one of my real niggas, you a real nigga, then fucking me. Again. That's. This is this is lyrical spitting to you, Coley? No, I didn't say it was lyrical. I said he was spitting though. <laughs> he was spitting. No, he wasn't spitting with that line. That line so, was and I'm saying, like, compared to, especially compared to what is the normal product we get now, mm. it still showed levels. And then I'm, I go to Trinidad James to sit there and put more respect on niggas like Waka and Gucci. Because we hated them niggas. We thought they was the worst rappers when they first came out. Mm-hmm. But Especially now, Walker. Like, honestly, like, Gucci is sitting here like, yo, you go back and listen to old Gucci. It's like, nah, it's just a, it's just a southern accent that fucked Gucci up. I, well, it did fuck him up, but like, what made niggas not think he was that dope? Like, perfect example, King Von, right? Mm-hmm. If he didn't sound like everybody from that's from where he's from, mm-hmm. King Von, I feel like as a as a Artists would be in a much higher respect level, I can say. 
You say if he didn't sound like it, like if he, I forgot where he's from, but if he didn't sound like <laughs> everybody from where he's from, like the, if he didn't sound like Dirk and all the other niggas that's from that area, I think was that Chicago. I didn't, yeah, if he didn't sound like he was from Chicago, I think you could get past the Chicago nigga in him and get, and see what he was really saying, like the stories he was saying, like the nigga Vaughn was actually really spitting some shit. No, he was exactly. So I think like certain things like that. So when it comes to Pac, I can see what he means in one aspect. Because I think as far as subject matter and storytelling, you can't say nothing about pop. Like, I don't think you can, period. But when I'm talking about, like, versatility, cadence, flow, shit like that, like, and then how you structure them shits, like, if we're being real, like, it's not really a correct test, but, like, when have you ever heard pop say some shit and give you a shit face? Like, hmm... I'm thinking. You see, you gotta think about it. It's never, it's never happened like that. Well, he didn't. Okay. Well, and I'm saying it's not. I don't think he ever really wrote his shit for that to happen. Mm-hmm. He was all about um, paying a picture, massive impact, maximum impact, least least bullshit in a way. Mm-hmm. That's why he, whatever he gave you was real straightforward. Now, I'm not saying pop couldn't flow, pop couldn't bounce on the beat. He definitely could. He was skilled enough to do that. Yeah, very much. What so. I mean, his delivery and cadence was very straightforward, matter of fact. But the words had the impact for him. That's an interesting way to put it. Because if you 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 a rapper, right? So yes. when you if you structure in a bar, right? Pac structuring a bar is very left to right. Just write what you're gonna say and make sure it goes on beat. Where I'm saying like niggas like difference between a Pac and a Biggie. Biggie, if you wrote his lyrics out on paper, they would sound basic as fuck. But with it's his, the way he but says his it. lyrical ability and how he delivers that it's shit, deliver, yeah. that's where Biggie stands alone. And I don't think there are many few niggas who've ever really fucked with Biggie as far as as far as the delivery and shit. Not, yeah. not not even that. Just like those other components <laughs> outside of just storytelling and um, subject matter that Pac has. Because personally, like we talk the better rapper, I don't really like bringing in subject matter because if niggas resonate with more. A nigga talking about Black Lives Matter, they gonna mm. say this nigga is technically more lyrical than what other like. Um, I got to argue with a nigga a couple months ago saying like, mm. I don't think there's anything Pop could do if he ever got in a rap a battle. Like, I don't know how you will even make them niggas battle, but like as far as lyrically, what, I like, don't think like Biggie and Pac. No. Oh, you just saying in general. Okay. I don't think Pop could fuck with Wayne lyrically. Hmm. That's an interesting take. Why you say that? Because Wayne spits off the top of his head. No, no, I don't. The freestyle thing don't really matter to me like that. That's a skill. Some things have, some things don't. It don't really make an MC for me. Right. But when I mean like the way Wayne approaches the song, the punchlines, the similes, the metaphors, the double entendres, mm. how the rhyme schemes. Again, that shit is what Pac don't really do because Pac didn't need that. His words carried the weight. Mm. And, he, and his his job was just to deliver those. Those empower those powerful, impactful words to you as quickly as possible, without any bullshit in the middle. And I'll, that yeah, one, that I'll, I'll give problem. you that. I'll give and you I that. don't think that's a that takes away from him. That's just his approach to rap. Yeah, because if you be real, most poets are don't make good rappers. Yeah, when you when you think about that, yeah, yeah, because this is between like writing, like bars and theology, and then um, songwriting, and then writing like bars. Huge difference. Exactly. And I think Pop was the... That poet in him made his shit hit so much harder, but he was not about the delivery of it, the flow of it, how that's just gonna sound to you. Because, like, 
even a nod. Like you could tell like rhyme schemes, how how a sixteen is structured. That wasn't really Pac's goal. Mm-hmm. By the time he got done with that sixteen, it was either a story being told or a message that's already been relayed. No, that's true. That's true. Whereas, like, he was never a rock the beat kind of nigga. And that's kind of the name of the game. Instead of having good bars, it's about who can rock the beat the most. Depends on what aspect you're talking about, but in this context, I'm, I'm yes. talking about it's just rapid hold. It's about, it's like flow has taken over as far as importance for this generation. Yes. If yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's if a, a nigga can skill yeah. on the beat, they'll say he can do whatever. It don't matter what he's saying no that's, more. That's very true. Especially nowadays. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, nowadays. So when, when T-Pain first said it, I didn't think about it, but when I'm saying, like, when I, again, he said rappers, I mean, well, he's, I forgot how he said, like, he was talking new niggas now, but then he kind of conflated it with, like, beefing with niggas and how disrespectful Pac was. Hmm. It, 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 that's the thing, it was, it was too much of a conversation, so I'm still on the rapid part. And this is what T-Pain said, right? Yeah. If I'm being very honest, hmm. yes, I don't think Pac could literally keep up when they talk about how these, the rhyme schemes, the structures, like... Subjectic storytelling, I think Pac will always stay all time, no matter when at what area he's in. Mm. But when it's two things, it's like how the rappers today structure their shit and how the audience is conditioned to listen to shit. I don't think Pac would be like eating niggas the way he would now. Do you think streaming has made a difference in terms of that though? What do you mean? Meaning like because we now have more access to. Not the catalog, but now that we have more access to directly, like, like really, like, hearing, like, people's, like, art versus back then when you have to wait to a CD, do you think that has made an effect on more people focusing on the, the melody and the, and, the, and the thing and the flow rather than the lyrics and all the other stuff? Honestly, I think that would help Pac out. Really? Because for a nigga like him who has all that... That power, that passion, that like revolutionary—it's in him. It just emanates off of him. Mm-hmm. Like you see how them his like clips and stuff still be going viral as reels, like just him talking and shit. Yeah. So imagine he was still out here operating. I can definitely see that serving him. I'll give you that. But my thing is with most niggas, and when I say, and this is what I, this is where like it really gets contentious when you trying to throw pot compared to new niggas now. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to have that conversation because one people. Well, my thing is, I love having the conversation. I don't think people can have the honest conversation about it. Because it's always going to be a you bunch are of... being biased? Yeah, it's a bunch of feelings that come in with Pac. Because he's dead. That's yeah, fine. exactly. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Pac and Biggie... I think niggas can have a way more honest conversation about Biggie than they do Pac. Because Biggie lived longer, right? No. Not much longer, but he did live longer. Pac died I mean, before Big died. He Pac was older than Biggie, so I, when you say lived longer, I'm not really sure what you mean because I mean like Biggie still died younger than Pac. He just died later. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. He died later than Pac because Pac died and yeah, then Biggie Pac, died much, not, like like matter. shortly after. It don't the that time in between is negligible as far as like project aging and how you look at it. No, I mean, what I mean by that is that like a Pac like dying the significance of Pac dying like before. Excuse me, was that he didn't get to like. Fully flesh out all of his projects, right? Like all of his work. Yeah, but the same thing you said about Biggie, and that's my issue. Because they didn't. No, it's, it's the same thing for Biggie, too. They didn't. Well, I think Biggie's a little different because. Here we go. With Pac. Because Biggie had. A, his sphere of influence is very more direct. Like. What, Biggie's influence? Yeah. Or Pac's influence? Biggie. Okay. Pac had a. Pac's influence went beyond just rap. Because it was also talking about. 
social commentary. Right. Uh, the black plate in America. So that's a lot of different ways that Pac hit people. Mm-hmm. So his he's his legacy is a little different. It is, and that's why I say it's hard to do that because people want to put Pac's legacy in there with all his music and shit. Because to me, the worst thing about niggas dying is like some artists die, and you can sit there and talk about their music and shit, right? But when some artists die, their music music is immortalized. Like Biggie and Pac, their music is immortalized. It is so. Whenever you're having a problem talking about... Because to me, I was like... I said this earlier, like... Pac was never the most skilled rapper even in his class, in his era. Like, are you going to sit there and tell me he was spitting anything as intricate as niggas like Wu-Tang or Biggie? Or Three Stacks or half the rappers that was out back then? It's definitely arguable, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Come on, like... How these niggas... Like, Wu-Tang, all that shit. I'm talking about lyrical precision. Could Pac fuck with a nigga like Punk? Depends on the song. He has the potential to be, yes. Okay, cool. He had the potential. Yes, alright. It depends on what song it was. But that was the thing about Pac. He can go on any... That was a good thing about Pac and Big. They can go on any. No, no, that, that, like, plays, that plays to their strengths. And I'm not saying... Yeah. I'm not saying this is a dig against Pac, but I'm saying... I'm not, I'm not taking this one. particular conversation, though, mm. I think when we talk about lyrical dexterity and what you can do with it, Pac maximized what he had. But I'm talking about versatility. I don't think he had it like the way people swear he did. <clears throat> I think my bad. I think people confuse. Look, look, Pac choking that from you from my stop, 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 <laughs> shut the fuck up. I think he like nigga, make sure that shit correct. <laughs> it was a burp. Relax. I think choking you from beyond the grave, shut, nigga. Shut the fuck up. I think I think what it is is that Pac people confuse the fact that Pac was so um, adamant in his recording and writing and being able to execute songs versus him being and they mistake that for him being able to be super lyrical while doing it. Because like, there's a difference. There's a difference between somebody like being like a, personally being like a, a rapper and songwriter myself. Like, a rapper and an MC are two different things. A rapper and MC is the Pac was a great um, MC and everything, but he definitely was more on the MC side than a rapper side, per se. What do you mean? Meaning, meaning wait, that wait, like... Wait, which one is higher to you? Because to me, an MC is always higher than a rapper. No, an MC is higher than a rapper for me. Okay. But like he was a great MC, meaning like his performances were like un like matched. His energy was there, his thing was there. But in terms of a rapper, in terms of the lyrical content of a rapper, like he had it, but that's not what he like chose to particularly he had focus the lyrical on. Content, he had the, the lyrical, lyrical content, but, but that's because he was so passionate about the things that he was talking about. Exactly. So like so meaning like if you talk about like like if you grew up like for example if you grew up loving oranges and you talk about like like the process of growing oranges you're gonna be able to write unlimited content because you grew up with it you knew it. Pac talked about what he knew, what he experienced, what he was into, versus somebody like if Pac is like even though it's the the shift and change. What did Pac really know about gang culture before he went to the West Coast? Like little next to nothing. You could see the transition within his his lyrical thing. But then once he got with Death Row, all of a sudden now he knows about gang culture and all that other stuff. When there was a clear oh, period in his life where he wasn't well, even touching or going near none of that all shit. All eyes on me, Pac is different versus yes, Death Row, Pac. Pac. Like, exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. And that's where it switched. And, that, me, and that's what me, I'm saying. That's what like, I'm saying. I'll be real. Like, I think the best, the best cadence flow and the way Pac wrote the beat to me, the best time I ever heard Pac hop on a beat was his verse on California Dreaming. Because that was just him trying to rock a beat instead of just trying to 
you know, impart a message or some shit other than that. I feel you. Like, cause I can give you like, like, that flow, that, that energy he had for Pac, that was perfect for that song. And that's why, like, to me, that's one of his best verses to me. Cause it's, it's, it was outside of just, I don't need, sometimes I don't need revolutionary Pac. I just need, I just want to see Pac rock and beat sometimes. I, I, can, I can give you another song that was like that. But, that wasn't even like, and but, the crazy thing was, it wasn't even a rap song. It was more of an R&B song. It's, um, it's Going Down by John B. Mm-hmm. Like Pac is featured on that. He does a verse and he like like lyrically just kills it and writes the beat perfectly. So like I said, it shows that exactly. he can do so, it. And that's, but that's not I'm, his main focus when you listen to I mean, his album. Like, yeah, because he killed it. I think like, that's what the song. He called, killed it like most of the other MCs would kill a fucking like California Dream, California uh, Love was like him killing it the way every other rapper kind of would kill it in the, in the industry. Pick apart that beat and find your way through that shit. My bad. It's called Are You Still Down. I said it's going down. It's are you still down? No, I don't know Pac like that. So great song, highly recommend it. Yeah. So I mean, I can see the, I can see where T Pain was going with that because if I'm being real, like if we be like name a newer nigga, um, and I'm not talking about like a right now newer nigga. I was talking about a nigga that came out after Pac that we consider lyrical. Name a, a guy right now? No, I said af- that came after Pop. It don't have to be right now. Mm. A nigga who just, you, like, are seeing it for being super lyrical. That could that could sit there, that could bang with niggas in the 90s as far as being considered lyrical. And you said, like, after that came after Pop? After Pop. So anytime after Pop died, to now. That if they were in the 90s, they would be lyrical? Considered lyrical? Joey Badass? Okay. Comes to, Dave East comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Okay, Chris right. Evans, who's pun son? Chris Rivers. Chris that's Rivers. Chris Rivers, not Evans, my bad. Yeah. Like, them. So, like... That's just to name a few. And our... Right, Earl Sweatshirt. I'm gonna take it back a little bit. I'm gonna say, like, a nigga like Lupe Fiasco. I was gonna say Lupe. I was about like, to say Lupe. When you hear, like, now, subject matter, they talk about the same things. They talk about the plight of black people, the just black power. Kendrick Cole, shit. of course. Yeah, but with Drake. Lupe, right? When I'm talking about his mechanics Wale. of rap, when I'm talking about the mechanics of rapping, do you think, nigga, we get it, God damn it. <laughs> when I'm talking about the mechanics of rapping, do you think, like, he could keep up with a Lupe like that? It's hard to say. I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah, he could. Really? What, with the, with the, with the rhyme schemes and being able to sit there and, and, um, oh, you mean like that, te- like technicality, technicality like, not, with, with like him being able to do triple entendres and all that stuff? No. When I, cause no, when I say like, not. when I, when I put it in the storytelling and, um, subject matter lane, cause that, those two specific. But can he write a verse that will sit there and flip heads? Yes. I, I'm, that not saying, yes. I'm not saying he can't. I'm but saying, being like, able to when, do the technicality. When, taking, so. when I, like, it, what, storytelling, uh, what was it, uh, and, uh, content. Subject, mm-hmm. Storytelling, subject matter, uh, cadence, flow, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Most of those other things don't have to be quantified. No, they be don't. quantified. They don't. But the first two, storytelling and um, the content of it, those are really more feelings based. Right. So that's why I want to take it, move it away from that because when you get into the feelings, that's where a nigga like Pac is going to win because Pac hits you emotionally way more than most any rapper could, period. Yeah, he could. He could and that's he, where his strength lies. He and could honestly, definitely strike that chord. Exactly. Yeah. But we're talking about like what it means to be a rapper. I mean, a, a, like a technical rapper. Like I think the skill set did pass Pac by a little bit. I think it's only because he didn't have enough time because he died. <laughs> 
I, I, I mean, I get that. I do, but because he had the, he definitely yeah, had wait, the hold on, hold on. Not enough time. You know how much work Pac put out before he died? Like, no, no. What I'm saying is, I mean, I'm enough. saying we have enough sample size to get Pac's style. Like, I don't think Pac's style would have changed that much. Would it have adapted and evolved? Sure, but that's the that's basis. what I'm saying. That's the basis of this is the basis of his style, though. How he presented himself, mm. like Biggie wasn't going to change his rhyme flow to keep up these new niggas. He was going to adapt and evolve to these new niggas. Kind of like how Jay-Z does. Like how Nas, how Jay-Z, Jay-Z and Nas are perfect examples of older cats bringing it to the new game without changing who they are. They just adapted it better. Yeah, because they can still kill it. Because after what, I think 4 for 4 really showed that rappers are allowed to have a second act as far as just maturing in life without trying to get away from the street shit. But like King's Disease showed that, like King's Disease, like, Four for four opened the door for a King's Disease too, and King's Disease was amazing. And so was King's Disease too. Mm-hmm. I think with King's Disease, I heard a little more of Nas trying to transition this to this new era more. Where you get King's Disease too, you have him comfortable in this new era, and that's why I think King's two King's Disease two was a little further than the first one. Mm. You think? Wait, you think the second one's better than the first? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just think he's more. He's to me. He just feel like he's more in his pocket in that second album. Mm-hmm. Okay, like because I just I just listened to both of them the other day, so I can I can see why you say that. He seems a lot more comfortable on yeah, on, like on, on, on cases. He's not trying to get the new kids listening. He's like, I'm just gonna make my shit now at this point. Is because you know how older I was trying to make shit for the new era and it don't always stick because you're trying to go away from what you are to match this era now, mm-hmm. like that. Because I be like, because my issue with this, like trying to push Pac into this newer era. If we're being honest, like. When niggas dying their shit's immortalized, it's hard to have a conversation about it because Pac can't fuck up his legacy. No, he can't. He can't even f- if he tried. He can't fuck up all that great uh, that great work with a Taylor Swift feature or an album that bombs. That's and, true too. And that's the thing when you're trying to compare them to rappers who are who can still be fallible because they're alive, it's hard to say. That's true because and let me tell you why because with. Everything that Pac was able to sit there and accomplish in such a short amount of time and record, especially recording wise and laying down the tracks and stuff like that goes to show you like how much potential is lost by not having him here anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like how much, like how much further he would have been along and everything like that. Like, like I, I saw something that said that would Pac and Biggie still be around today if if they were still alive and the answer is definitely most definitely they definitely would still have been as big if not bigger no yes they would yes they would first off that whole big as big whatever literally you cannot say that because you do not know how time will have affected them because their work is immortalized I said if we're going off of what they were producing back then because look at how Jay and Nas that's perfect okay How many rappers besides Jay and Nas are still making it as rappers? Name anybody prominent from the nineties. That's uh, just making it off or just rap? No, no, I said anybody prominent from the nineties. Wu Tang, essentially. Okay, so what's Wu Tang doing now? Method Man's acting. Mm-hmm. Did Method Man just release an album? No, He's acting. Oh, Raekwon is that's that's who I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're right, you're right. All right, but Method Man's acting. Who name another rapper from the nineties? Um, I said there, dang. 
Oh, I mean, besides Nas, mm, that is a good point. There are some, Method, but, that, but it's nineteen ninety nineties Method Man was a rapper. Twenty twenties Method Man is an actor. Mm-hmm. Jay Z was a rapper. Twenty twenty Jay Z is a businessman who happens to rap. Snoop ain't touching Mike in years, or at least um, at least in a way that niggas want to hear new shit from him. <laughs> I was gonna say because he's Snoop. doing shows in Martha Stewart now. Snoop's a personality. He ain't a rapper no more. He's 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 chilling. Um, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, I can't even remember the last time Ice Cube even rapped on the album. Uh, now he 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 be doing he do some couple features every once in a while. He got some shits every once in a while, but right, you know him more for his product his movies and now stuff like that. Like yeah, like, these rappers they, don't they, they went to other like, avenues. Because yes. to me, I would think Pac, as talented as he was outside of rap, Pac wouldn't be rapping anymore. He'd be either a full time actor or damn near fucking with some politician type shit. Right. So that's what I mean when I was like, they'll still be as big as they were. Like, what do you mean as big? Because as big means you don't have to stop doing this. Because if you're not as big, you because if you, let's be honest, if half these rappers were still as big as they were when they were rapping, would they still would they have to try to find acting and shit? No, they wouldn't. And his last album was 2018. Ice cubes, like ice cubes. Okay, but who? who so I a mean, while. A while, and also who are we listen? What are we know him for more now? Movies. Movies and being in NWA at one point and. The no vast I'm saying right now, movies. Yeah. NWO, that's, that's like 1990. That's like, that's his first act. This is, we're talking about second acts, because that's the thing. Rappers aren't aren't designed to have a long shelf life. No, they're not. Like, Drake, guys like Drake, Jay-Z, Cole, Kendrick, they're kind of anomalies, especially, I say, I would say really, Drake, Cole, and Kendrick are weird anomalies in two different ways. Where I say, Kendrick is the nigga who, can, who doesn't come around all the time, but has never lost relevancy. Where Drake and Cole are two niggas who are always around and never lost their relevancy. Very true. Until now. Very true. And Drake and Cole have done it in different ways. Cole sat there and fucked around and started building up his own his own entity under himself with Dreamville. Which he's done a phenomenal job at doing like, too. Dreamville, I think honestly, they hold line that was underrated as far as like top to bottom. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And in terms of a crew, they definitely have um proven themselves to be like Way more, um, a way more able to stand the test of time. There we go. In terms of being a crew, yeah. Because when Dreamville first came out, I remember a lot of people were doubting them per se because they were like, "Yo, I know like see these like they like I know that they nice, but I don't know how long they're gonna be." And like all of them, for the most part, are still here, are still here and still doing like that mixtape that they just came out with with DJ Drama. I forgot what's it called, D Day, I think. Great fucking tape. Exactly. Great fucking take. Shout out to Boss, by the way. I don't think he gets enough credit. Boss no, is fire. Exactly. But, <laughs> but Drake kind of did the one thing where he kind of like made himself so untouchable that he really can't fall off at this point. I think Drake at this point just sits there and feels like he can just do whatever he wants because he realizes that he's Drake. I mean, honestly, if we be honest, once they get past a certain level, they don't have to start trying. They have to stop trying. Like, look at Chris Brown's last couple albums. Well, Chris Brown just came out with an album. No, his last album I fucking love, but I didn't get to listen to it yet. But them, I heard it was great. Them couple projects before where he was going like doing a twenty five track list song. You mean album. the Indigo? Indigo, Heartbreak Ind- on a Full Moon actually was fire. Indigo wasn't bad. But I- like I feel like but if we being real though, the couple thirteen hits off that shit, if he took those like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen actual hits off that and took took everything else away. And just made an album. Those albums would be masterpieces. In the overall grand scheme of things, yes. If you be not, come on, like, 
No, I agree. Like, Chris Brown, to me, is a nigga who stunted right before he became legendary. Due to his Oh, no, problems? I think... No, I think that speaks to how talented he is that he got there in spite of that. Because I think... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't I think town, most, town artists, most artists either go from... Are from nobodies to being good artists. Then you have the ones who get to being great. Right. And then there are very few who break to that legendary status. I don't... I think Chris Brown... He needs that one magnum opus masterpiece project to put him in the legendary category. Mm. He's right outside of that right now. You think so? Yes, I'm not. And, this, and people will still say, "Well, he's dropping his." No, I'm talking about like. You know what I mean? Like, there's like, um, I don't, oh God, I don't even want to say it. like a confessions for that nigga. Like, I was gonna say, are you gonna say confessions? No, like not even that. A shea butter baby for him. A fucking shea butter baby is considered a classic. Me and Ari Lennox, that shit go hard. No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, in the widespread scheme of things. No, like, I like, like it. Yeah, but, like, that defining, that definitive work for an artist. Oh, okay. And that's... Most, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're most right. Of them, you're definitely most right. Artists shout get shout that, to Ari. That, that, most of the artists that get that before, at, like, usually in the beginning of their career. It rarely happens later because, like, Chris Brown is weird where he was a child star. I think everybody forgets that, though. No, I, think, I think a lot of people have forgotten no, I, that. I, I mean, to me, that that's what this is all adds to the, to the legend of Chris Brown. Right, 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 right. And that's why I. This is why I, I as a Chris Brown fan, have been disappointed for a lot of years because I think that nigga can actually do a lot better. He just doesn't. He hasn't really needed to. You think? You think what? Do a lot better in his what? Music wise, because you think he, you think he's gotten. Oh, okay. You think, think he's, he's a victim gotten, of his own success? I think he's gotten complacent. Ah, uh, okay. That's like a, <clears throat> that's interesting. I put Drake in that category too. Mm-hmm. Especially, well, actually, you know what is weird? I put him in there before this last album. Certified Lover Boy, fucking hated it. Whoa, whoa, wait, really? Why? Okay. All right. You have to say some shit. Appreciate I Drake. I am actually, I was a Drake fan. You know my, you know I fucked with Drake for a long time. And oh, my, I appreciate Drake too. Yes. Yeah. Again, appreciate him being a fan of the nigga. Different. I'm, no, I mean I'm a fan. I know, of I know him, but you yeah. know what I mean. You know the difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. you knew when you knew the moment I stopped fucking with Drake was after nothing was the same. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, how, yeah, that's yeah. how you know. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because you know that album was my sound. That was my fucking anthem when we was in school. That was my anthem for everything. It was a great fucking. Album. Like we was nigga. Remember the time that shit came out? Yeah. Like, we literally just downloaded my phone. Was busting it down in the boat in the fucking um. Not the bodega, the uh, <laughs> the bodega. We <laughs> <laughs> were the bodega, yeah. Oh, not the little wood thing. Um, the thing outside of the the uh, by the basketball course. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, exactly that. The gazebo. There we go. <laughs> I don't know why bodega gazebo. The bodega gazebo. <laughs> but, but literally, like niggas got together and heard the album. That shit hit different. It did. It was to a great me, album. I mean, if if he if there were, if we never got to take care, nothing was the same. Was his magnum opus to me. Like that hit like Drake's definitive work. Okay. What album can you say that? Because I mean, because to me, like, and nobody's gonna sit there and say anything from the Jackson Five was Michael Jackson's definitive work. It was Thriller, and that was after Off the Wall. It's such a good fucking album, by the way. Exactly. Listen to it the other night at the Hookah Spot. Played one track. End up listening to the whole fucking album. Drake <laughs> can't can't timeless music and put a post up about it on my Instagram. Like and timeless like, perfect example, right? I was talking to my man about this. Like he was like, I was listening to Usher and Chris Brown versus Bad. I'm like, nah. Now really you know you don't, because I don't think, like I said before, all hits ain't the same. Chris Brown may have bops, but Usher got timeless classic hits. Mm-hmm. And I think if you really count those up, those hit different. Like 
They do. Um, have you seen that Larian Ray J battle? That initially, no, I didn't see oh, it I had live. The I didn't see it live, but I've seen all the memes. I I've seen all that. the videos. I've seen all the, the people Bruh. making fun of it. Bruh. I've seen I all the people's. I call that, that pretty baby shit. I see. I call that whole Why battle. Why are Ray J like that? Yo, nigga, Ray J played himself. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. I call that whole. I call that whole battle uh-huh. the death of R and B. What, no, why are you saying that? That's crazy. Don't say that. Why are you saying that? Because that was a blackout on R&B. That was a blackout? A black eye on R&B. Oh, my gosh. All right, please explain. The why? Fu- why you you seen that shit? All the, all the out-of-tune singing, off-key shit. <laughs> Niggas coming unprepared and shit. Like, except... Wait, time out, time out. I take that back. It wasn't the death of R&B. It was the rebirth of real R&B. How so? Because, because Mario... Murked every single body on stage. How many people were on the stage? And what those people? Goddamn many. And 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 those were people for they were uh, trying to help out Ray J. They were trying to help out Omarion. Cause Mario I, versus Omarion. Okay, so it was it was Mario versus Omarion. So then, why was Ray J there on stage singing? Then? Nigga, you not because all the niggas. Is- they're all contemporaries. They all came up in the early 2000s, those mid, early mid-2000s, like all that R&B. That's a generation right there. That's an era. Oh, no, no, no. No, I know that. I know that. And plus, plus right, they bring, everybody brings everybody out. That's true. That's true. That's true. Now, I don't know where... I, now, again, I don't understand the correlation of Omarion and Ray J, but then again, don't really care. It tracks. It's that whole millennium tour type of generation type shit. Yeah. Surprise Bad didn't come out of nowhere. Ooh. Actually, you know what's crazy? How Bow Wow and Soulja Boy had one of the better battles for that generation. But they, they held rap down. The R&B niggas went out sad. <laughs> Jeremiah went out sad. <laughs> nah, nigga. Like, nah, please explain. Omarion. Come on, come on, come on. Well, I mean, personally, anybody who expected anything out of Omarion vocally, I don't know what the fuck you've been listening to for the last couple of years. Are you trying to say Omarion can't sing? When, when could he? Okay, I'm listening. Like I said, I'm listening. Go on. Omarion didn't know what they expected out of him. Ray J, I'm not going to lie, I expected more out of. Because Ray J is that one nigga who can sing, and you got that one hit. All you got in life is to make sure you are ready for that one motherfucking hit when it come on. And that hit is what? One Wish. You know what's something, you want to know something crazy? I did not know that One Wish was by Ray J. Like, for the longest time. Seriously, how the fuck did you not know? For the longest time, I didn't know. Who did you think it was by? I thought it was Bobby Valentino. What? I thought it was Bobby Valentino for the longest time, and then I was like, oh, wait, that's Ray J? I was like, oh, shit. You know what's funny, though? These niggas stunk it up so bad, it made you appreciate niggas like Amario or Bobby Valentino. Niggas who may not have had all the hits, but they had the actual talent, like the real voices. Bobby Valentino can really Because that. that's what that's what showed that. That was an interesting That's thing, what man. showed that night. Mario was cutting everybody heads off. They took they brought Tank out, and Tank was coming out a little flat and off-key. And Mario ate that nigga lunch in front of his face. And Tank is one of the R and B giants, the go to niggas to hold that's one of the pillars and standards of R and B that's well, still around and shit. That that's that's and that's Tank yeah. got his ass spanked. You I was gonna say, in your opinion? No, nigga, go look at the videos. Look at the videos? It wasn't a fucking close fight. Uh, okay. It so. was Godzilla stomping an ant. <laughs> <laughs> did did, did did uh 
did uh, Tank come out for, for Marion. a Marion? So Marion brought Tank out, and who did Mario come out for? Hmm? Who did Mario come out for? Mario was on his own side. Mario was on his own side. So it, it was, was Mario, Mario versus, versus Omarion, Omarion, but it had all these extra other people in it. It was Mario versus Omarion and all the leftover R&B niggas. That one, that, <laughs> don't, that don't really deserve their own verses. Oh my gosh! Not literally, like, oh my god, like Omarion is the nigga version of pretty privilege. <laughs> <laughs> A pretty privilege. Oh my gosh! Please explain that. What do you mean? Niggas been acting like Omarion is immensely talented. The nigga can dance and look good and look richly ambiguous. That's why bitches love the nigga. Let's we don't think you don't, you don't think Omarion can sing, bro. He made O. Ask me one more time. You don't think Omarion can sing? And every time he sung O, I said, "Oh my god, why?" I can't. That was a great song, though. It definitely was. Not again. You don't have to have the greatest voice of all to have hits. Look at fucking. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, you were about to say some shit. I, I was gonna say, look at Fetty Wap. Oh, stop it! Don't do that. Fetty Wap got talent, bruh. He does, but can he fucking sing though? Fetty Wap is not a singer. He's a rapper. He might. He. I don't give a fuck. He's still singing, right? We can't call. Lie to me and say he's a good singer. We can't call it singing. No, on the wax. On wax. Say it. Lie to me and say he's a good singer. I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. He's not a singer, so no, I can't say that. But he's singing, so what the fuck does that make him? I wouldn't even call it singing. I'm saying that he's just Nigga, melodizing his Singing voice. don't gotta be good or bad. It's just singing. Mm. Melodizing his voice. Terribly, anyway. Look at that. <laughs> Are we gonna go to break on that note? Terribly. Terribly? <laughs> <laughs> but this is shit I be talking about with that, though. What? Good. I'm not gonna Speak lie, like you. maybe it's maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we, Chris Brown didn't get lazy. Maybe we just lost the art of making like what's that shit called? Um Music? R and B like that baby making R and B type shit. Maybe we lost the art of that. Mm. Why do you think that is? What and what's replaced it? That's a good that's, that's a good question. Okay, um I feel like I'm interviewing you. <laughs> if all right, back in the day, I think what, what what we lost was nuance. Okay, the use of metaphor, like, like how to code that shit. You feel me? Because like now it's just lick my pussy and suck my dick. Whether it's like, you feel me? Like, <laughs> I'm mad at how true that is, but yeah, it, it really is. is. Like, but it really is. Like all the wild shit R. Kelly said without saying "I want to fuck you" type shit. Like we we lost that. Like that. That like kind of cleverness in how we did it, because mm-hmm. it allowed other it allowed you to say it without saying it, and it was a way about it. I don't know. It was like the metaphor did more than act the literal saying, I guess. Mm-hmm. And plus, now it's always like half the R and B. Now it's like I'm a fuck you and then throw throw three hundred dollars on you while you still in the bed. Like type shit. Like I don't know. Fucking like, throw. throw there's there's three hundred. Word. Or I'm gonna sneak it out out your pants pocket while you still sleeping. Shit is really some shit like that right now. And so the culture is basically steered R and B towards robbing you music. R and B is no longer a rhythm and blues. Is now I'm about to rob you. Well, personally, I think it's I blame when all the singers wanted to be rappers and all the rappers wanted to be singers. Mm, that is a good point. 
Because, like, before, like, R&B singers and rappers, they overlapped a lot, but they were distinct groups. There was. Especially, like, now, back in the 90s, yes. Now, you couldn't tell an R&B singer from a rapper at all. Honestly? Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a good amount of people out here really just... And you know who you know who I blame for that shit? Oh. August Alcina, I'm like, <laughs> No, no, you don't. <laughs> they killed R and B and Will and Jada marriage. So. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. No, 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 no. no we, he didn't kill Jada's marriage. He was just killing Jada the right way. <laughs> Stop it. Yo. Oh my gosh, yo. No. Entangled in them guts. No. <laughs> You're stupid. No. But no, I I I agree. Not with the August Alcina bullshit you just said, but like, no. Definitely baby making music has definitely been gone. Like, I actually did, like, have, a, like, an afterthought. Like, I wonder what people, like, like fuck to nowadays. You know how, like, you have, like... Because I was listening to old school R&B. I was listening to shit like Jodeci, Joe, um, Darnell Jones. I don't know. I time I heard Joe was Big Rich Town. You're bugging. <laughs> You're bugging. I want to know. Like, Yeah, I want to know when did he rate Big Rich Town. Wrote it for power. And it was only a hook. It's a 50 Cent song. That's not even our... Anyway. <laughs> any fucking way. Joe's was just always... He just came off a horn to me. I think Joe's very underrated. Because of niggas like you. Because of motherfuckers like you. Okay. Joe is... Joe needs to give that man his flowers. I'll take your word for it. I ain't listening to him. He's like, he's, like, he's like Tank to me. In terms of like... Yeah, the like, same the same thing like one of those people that's like a OG a in the R a pillar in the R and B game. Yeah, most definitely. Joe is fire. Shout out to Joe. Um But no, I, I think there really is no baby maybe baby making music anymore. And honestly they all like I hate the new style of singing where they don't really project. They be trying to sing, then rap some verses rap some words and sing again like Yeah, I don't like the mixing of like, the two. Uh, like yeah, no, like like how Drake does, but Drake did that. Well, the two people I actually I'm okay with doing that are Drake and Tank because they did it the right, they did it a good their own way and a better way. Well, Drake incorporated it into his style and then ran with it. Well, no, and then then Drake sang the hooks and rapped the verses and rapped the verses like I'm saying. Even T- but Tank had a had a balance and a style that made that shit seamless. I never particularly listened to Tank like that, but I take oh word for you it. ever go back and listen to Tank, you'd be mad that she doesn't get the love she deserves. Oh, you said Tank? Yeah. I was, my bad. You were saying Tank. Like the R&B singer. I was like, wait, he does that? That's why I said I never. I don't particularly listen to him. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't trust Tank after he said you can suck dick twice and it don't make you gay. I haven't trusted that nigga. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot he said that. He did that say that. That was, that, was some, that, was some, that was some different shit. That was some different... As a matter of fact, we have an episode about that, too. <laughs> we definitely do. Wait, I forgot no, what you wanted, but that was one of the early episodes you know, we talked about that. I remember know, all of us talking about that. You know what the Tank shit replaced? What? Malik Gill with fucking trans- transgender. There was an epi- there's an episode that we covered that too. <laughs> I know, That's an that old shit. school episode. That's like back in the, the tank thing was yeah. weird, but Malik Gill was in there really trying to convince it like this shit. I just I forgot like, what episode oh, that was. We definitely had an episode we're talking about that. Go check it out. <laughs> I don't remember which one it is. Somebody like listened to all the episodes and then sit there and call in or leave a voice note on the anchor app and let us know. We love everybody. We ain't judging nobody. It was just those two particular instances with Tank and Malik Gill was giving real. I'm not gay. I just like having sex with men type vibes. Also, for the day one, <laughs> for the day one people, go back and realize that the roles are definitely reversed now. Because I used to be the one saying all the time that we love and support everybody, and Coley was like, "Nah, like 
we we saying what we saying, but now like look at it how it's reversed. I mean, I don't. Be yeah, my one time because we fresh up Pride Month. I ain't trying yeah. to get canceled. No, oh, and, and yeah, yeah. Go like I said, go look to listen to the old episodes and notice how Cody didn't give a fuck about being canceled, and now it's talking about like yo, I don't want to be canceled. No, I never but said I, I don't give a fuck, fuck about being canceled. canceled. I just ain't dealing. This with show you. will continue regardless. I ain't dealing with you apologizing every five seconds. I have an opinion. I don't apologize every five seconds though. Okay, I'm sorry. Every forty five seconds. Nah, more like every like Ugh. fifteen minutes. Depends on what the fuck you say. But I think people know at this point that you're just fucking nuts. So, you know, give them your Instagram anyway. You, you've done another episode. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, oh, man. I'll do it when I feel We've been the, here for a minute. I'll do it when I feel the energy is right in the room. You doing that as a fuck. He trying to serve me up for that shit. Agree to disagree. But it doesn't matter. Either way, <laughs> we've been here for a minute. And, you know, and it's been quite the interesting journey. It's funny how like, you did that little callback just now. But yeah, there definitely is no... I definitely agree with you. There definitely is no baby making music in terms of R&B anymore. Matter of fact, it's even safe to say that there technically is no R&B genre anymore. As far as... as far as, Especially on a mainstream level. Because I cannot think of anybody making traditional type of R&B. When you go... And it's very evident when you go back and listen to old school R&B. Like, this R&B... Now. This is... It's giving real conjugal visit R&B. Conjugal visit R&B. Ah, uh, <laughs> conjugal visit R and B. Crazy thing is that fits so perfectly because it's, it's definitely true. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that meme. You see that? You ever see that meme? It's like female rappers nowadays. Like, oh, I use pussy, da 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 da, pussy, 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 pussy. Give me that motherfucking like that shit. And mm-hmm. it's just somebody just staring blankly, like, yo, what is this? Same type of shit. Conjugal visit. Music, but I won't say R and B. I won't say R and B is that. I won't say that because I feel I still think there is much a lot of good R and B that just doesn't get the platform. But no, I, that's that's what I'm saying. But when we talk about that baby making R and B, it's dead. It's dead. You don't think the women are carrying the torch? Like, what about a Kalani or a SZA? You don't think they're sitting there doing it? No, no. I've never well, or Ari or Ari Lennox. They they that's always more relationship oriented, not fucking. Okay, I can see why you say that. It's more like a relationship, we're making love type of shit versus, like, we're fucking, this is, like, we here. I'm shooting your club up. This is about to be, like, a thing, but we'll deal with this later. Because exactly. it feels so great. Exactly, like, um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, none of them really were, like, are overtly sexual. Like, they might have sex, there might be some sex in there, but it's not about sex, though. It's, like, mm-hmm. a relationship. Look at Summer Walker. That nigga London on a track gave her two good albums. I was about to say, what about Summer Walker? What's your opinion on that? I want to give her a bath so bad. You want to get? You want to give her a bath so bad? A bath. A bath. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to imply that she doesn't shower? No, just she looks like it. She looks like she doesn't shower. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I want her to to give her a bath and get that bitch in therapy so we can stop talking about the nig the trash niggas you keep choosing. <laughs> You gotta chill, <laughs> and then give her some and some fucking artist development so somebody can. I don't follow her enough to sit there and make these comments. I don't. This is shade room shit. Just, I don't. I don't give go by the shade room. She needs shade room some fucking some ridiculous shit. Okay, she needs some fucking. She needs a. She needs like a. I don't know a manager, a musical mentor, or somebody like that, just to tell her to stop talking about half the shit she talk about. What in her music? Or no, like no, in not her in music. But like going on stage saying, "Oh, I'm emotional, so I don't want to sing this song." I'm like, bitch. Wait, she did that? She did. Like, she's That's like, wild. She said, like, the new Wait, song. Wait, at a concert? 
the songs get me emotional and shit, so I'm not really going to sing those. I'm like, bitch, what? Like, I, again, your mental the, why, health. Then why'd you make it on the album? Uh, really? Your mental, and people were trying to say, oh, well, you know what's going on with mental I don't give a fuck about that kind of bullshit. Tell that to the people who pay, like, hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of dollars to go see her. That's When did she do that? How did we not talk about she this? She did it on her off her second album. I don't know. It, what's it, the one that just came out that everybody like that lost one, their minds? She did that. That's oh, it's the did. same one. Yeah, she literally came out and, did, and it, mind you, again, and this is while she was on tour for that album. I, I don't know. Your mm. mental health, all that shit is important. It's very important. Health is love, all that good shit. But my it's thing true. is, bitch, we about we. It's about making money. That's your job. Like, and especially a job where it's like people are determined, like celebrities and shit. The celebrities that be like entitled and shit blow me because I'm like if it wasn't for the regular people like who y'all think y'all better than y'all wouldn't have what y'all have so like celebrities who think they better than most people is like weird to me because and, and, this, and this ain't got nothing to do with Summer Walker it's just a different tangent okay I was, I was, I was say where's this going okay no and but it's like um it's a bad business like cause you know these people pay your bills right so if Summer Walker is going through something I wish she I hope she's you know working through it take time do what you gotta do but I would never have said that out loud. Because, well, as a concert? Yes, because if I'm buying a Summer Walker ticket, I'm not buying that shit no more. Yeah, got, the people at the concert probably was like, felt very cheated. I would uh, feel very cheated. Apparently, well, people were like, apparently people like they, were, they understood, I guess. I don't know. Personally, I understand, but I want my money back at least because uh, I paid for a new album, not what you feel like you're going to give me type shit. Like, you know... And again, we are in an era now where artists always talk about how fans are just so entitled and feel like they deserve everything and shit. Like, mm-hmm. again, if it was that traumatic, why'd you put it on a song? Because, like, it's like, it's a, that's a little unfair. Because when you're writing the song, you're writing the song. I mean, you're writing the song. Yes, little, but you also know if you put it on an album like that, you're going to have to eventually perform it. It's very true. Outside you're of, eventually going to have to perform just, it. My nigga, you are not just making a song. Like, if the, if she just made the song to make the song and help it get her through it, it would never have been released if that was the purpose of it. I mean, yes and no. She would never have, have, have released it, but she does release it because you know that that song can potentially resonate for somebody. Like, as somebody who writes songs, when I sit there and write a song, and okay, I think any songwriter cool. will tell you now, that. Now, what happens when that person who wants that song to resonate with it goes to the show and you don't sing it because you're too emotional? I would never do that. But, but, I, but, we're not but, but, about if, you. but if you did do that, then it is unfair for for the people. Then your ass shouldn't be doing. Put, don't put the songs out then. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I mean, like to put the songs out publicly like that. Yes, once you put it out, because it's like once you give out the art, it's no longer particularly just yours. It's now you have to share that with the world. And plus, I think maybe my issue. Well, not an issue. It's just something that annoys me with her. It's like this whole whining about being famous when you wanted to be famous. Yeah, I was yeah that, that part I don't understand, and I'm not just saying specifically her. I'm saying in general, like why do people try to like get famous, especially nowadays with clout chasing's at an all time high? They get to their thing and then they hate it per se. And I mean, I get the a little bit of that part too because like the invasion of privacy and not having like your own life anymore and stuff like that. But the thing that that kills me, they're like, yo, it's that all it's cracked up to be, and it's not. But why are you complaining as if like? You didn't ask for this. You signed up for it. You know what I mean? You did sign up for it. No, you didn't sign up for the invasion of privacy and shit. I, I get that part. But the me, I ain't signed up for all this fame shit. You technically did. When you were putting out videos trying to go viral, 
You're signing up for a thing. When you're sitting there and putting music out for the masses, especially music good that, that, that can potentially resonate with someone and blow your and change your whole entire life, yes, you technically are technically signing up for this because you don't have to put it out. Unless you do like uh like a lot of EDM artists do and sit there and hide your behind a persona or some shit like that. Like or R and B artists, like who's somebody who recently did that for thing? I mean they're not doing it anymore, but they did it when they first came out was the weekend. The weekend was putting out all this fire music and practically no one knew what he looked like. Besides Take Care, because on a Take Care album, no, but, like, and honestly, booklet. That's what these new artists... They or Daft Punk. Nobody... They people, don't separate themselves. They put their yeah. entire selves out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they do some shit that they think, oh, I'm being transparent, I'm being real. And when people have a reaction, you being real, put your shit out there. It's like, uh, yeah, no shit. Bitch, the world is fucked up. Like, one, I forgot, one celebrity put her picture of her baby out there, and people started climbing and saying the baby was ugly and stuff. And but, it, was, it wasn't ugly, it was people being evil and shit, but it was it's like... It's people just being dickheads. It's like, bitch, but you chose to put your child out there. Like, again. Right. If you, nobody would really care about your child if you didn't put the little motherfucker out there. You were putting that child out there hoping you get a bunch of likes, a bunch of... Oh my god, they're so cute, but you didn't get that. You got the opposite side of that shit. No, but once you do put that picture out, you gotta know that this is so... But, like, that's the other thing, yo. Why are people acting like they don't know what this social media game is? Social media has been out for, like, because how long now? people only want to open themselves up to positive feedback and don't want to act like, act like negative feedback don't ever exist. I'm like, you going to... Alright, keep thinking that, because that negative feedback going to smack you in the face hard as a bitch. I'm looking it up. How long social... Social media... Oh, social media has been around since 1997, technically. What the hell? The first social media site, period, was Six Degrees. Okay, all right. They're going like that, yeah. That makes Which was sense. created in 1997. Because I, I searched up how long was social, has social media existed. That makes a lot of sense, then. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But, like, when it really got well, I mean, popular, technically that's... that's, that's 2005-ish. I mean, it's, yeah, but I see... Well, you, I'll say, really, strictly speaking, 29... Uh, no, not 29. 2009, 2010-ish. No. When social media really took off, 2010 is when Facebook really came out. And really, I would say Facebook is when it took off because it's, it's just been an escalation after that. But this is still like, think about all the stuff that came in there. AOL, AIM, all that shit. Like that stuff right there was social media before it was Facebook. And also like, I'll give you that. What niggas think is social media and what social media actually is, two different things. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, so then, therefore... Social media has been out for a while at this point, though, right? We can both agree on that. So, since social media has been out for so long at this point, why is people acting so surprised that all the negativity and stuff that comes with it? When you put stuff out there, there's going to be people because that are going to climb it. I feel like in this society, we put so much power in being a victim. Nobody wants to be a victor anymore or do the hard work to be a victor. Mm. It's always better to say, oh, this is wrong with me, oh, blah, 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 blah. Instead of actually having to do any work for it. Like, I think we focus super we, on the uh, negative. Yeah, like, now we don't... We support the niggas who show up rather than the niggas who win. Like... Right. Like, example with, for example, with music, I think, especially in terms of rap, a lot more people are now known for, like, their antics and the bullshit they do versus their actual skills and shit. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's her face? Chloe Bailey. Talented as she is. Didn't really blow to start doing the awkward thirst trap thing that just don't really feel like it fit her. But is that is that what she's doing? I don't particularly yeah. follow her. Yeah. So, 
It's one of those, like, her and her sister had a very clean-cut image when they first came to the in- industry. and as Yeah, because they, they were beyond Saints, like, protégés, Yeah, right? and as they grew up, I feel like, I think uh, Chloe wanted to explore her sexuality more or whatever, which is fine. But, and it's it's one of those things, honestly, that's kind of, like, in real time, it proves, like, there's between being looking good and having sex appeal. She mm. looks good, but she doesn't have sex appeal. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna debate that. I'm not gonna debate that. Uh, and it, I mean, honestly, like, and I it's weird because I, I, I think honestly, a lot of women don't understand what that means to men because they. That was specifically. What it's we, like sex appeal, what it is and what it means to men. Break it down for the listeners. Because um, all right, perfect example. Uh, you seen that new, that recent photo of Angela Simmons and shit where she had like she put a picture out and it was like no filters on or whatever. No. Is it the green season? The green kid, yeah. green bikini. Yeah, there was no filters on that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever. It was some big what? empowerment. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Damn, whatever. Bullshit. <clears throat> now, to me, though, her is she's a perfect example of a girl who's pretty but doesn't have sex appeal. Mm, okay. Where like um, how do I say this? Rihanna. Rihanna definitely has sex appeal because it's and it's effortless for her, right? It's the little thing she does that she could be sexy for her, but regular on another bitch. I've met, I've met her personally, so yes, I could definitely say that. From my from my interaction with her, like she 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 does regular thing, like she did regular things that regular girls do, but there was definitely just like a aura, like you know, like like I'll put it like this, and it's not just specific to Rihanna because I've met other women and girls like this that have that that have just like they it just screams confidence. It screams like they not that they know that they're the shit and they can get anybody they want, but they know that they got it. But they're chilling. They're not. They're not going out of their way to sit there and, and say like, "Yo, you should fuck with me." And da 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 da. They're just chill about it. They're, they have like a thing, and because of that, they get attention. And but they don't care for that attention. They know it exists, but they're just like, "Well, whatever." It is what it is. And there's something like very magnetic about that whole entire process. That whole entire vibe and shit. Versus the girls who sit there and go out of their way who dress. Who dress like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not cladly. Who 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 go out of their way to dress and try to sit there and provocatively. Oh, that too. But but to promote like they they go out of their way to try to promote their sense of That's appeal. the difference. The difference. Yeah. Like, it's a perfect big example, difference. Perfect example, right? Um, even let's say even take the big women, pick bigger girls, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect example. It's the difference between a Lizzo and a Jill Scott. Okay. You ain't never seen Jill Scott in a fucking bikini or anything close to revealing like that. I can't think of anything, no. But that sex appeal is definitely a million there. times more than what anything Lizzo could ever do. I've seen her get a lot more... Um, I've seen Jill Scott get a lot more sex appeal type of play than um, than Lizzo, yeah. Yeah. And Especially when she was in her prime. I'm not saying Jill Scott's not in her prime now, but when she was like really yeah. popping, now. yeah. It's, even then, it's still it's just it's an energy. It's not. I think honestly, you could be the most annoying chick in the world and still have sex appeal. It can, you could let it go to your head and still have sex appeal. Of course, if you, you be the all, most, I think like, all females get tapped into sex think, appeal. No, no, I don't think you can. I think all females can. No, I think I don't think so. Why not? Because it's something that has to come from you. You can't just turn it on and off. No, I mean like, like they have the ability to no, do it. No. Yeah, my nigga, being sexy, being beautiful, and having sex appeal—three different things. 
Mm. You put any woman in lingerie, she'll have some sexy to it. There'll be sex. It'll be sexy somewhere. There'll be sexy. But every woman is not going to work that lingerie. That's true. That's true. Like Beyonce, one of the most beautiful women in the world, I don't think has real sex appeal. I think Beyonce definitely has sex appeal. No, I think she's just beautiful. I don't think she has sex appeal. Nah. When I mean sex appeal, I mean that shit that. The inner sexual energy drops off you without trying. Oh, Beyonce definitely. No, has that's that not. Shit. No, it's not. My no, nigga. I mean, don't. well, you know, I take that back. Teach his own, but I. Yeah, just... in your opinion, she doesn't. But I think she. I definitely think she doesn't. I think other people would definitely say that was a bad example. You can say that about somebody like. To me, because all right, you want me? You know the difference to me? A Rihanna versus a Beyonce. Not not Dua Lipa. Oh, who the fuck is that girl, yo? Mm-hmm. Dua Lipa definitely has sex appeal, but that's not that's not who I was gonna use as an example. Who's a girl that like? Well, like, fine. You, you can stick with the Rihanna, Rihanna thing. Go ahead, go. Rihanna versus Beyonce. Mm-hmm. You don't see a difference in that. Oh, huge difference. That's what sex appeal is. A huge difference. Now, huge, if you talk about straight up looks, I think you can choose either one and won't be wrong. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about sex appeal, though, anybody being honest, it's not really close. Like this, like like I, I'm saying, there's like this. There's women who can be. Who can have sex appeal and everything, and don't like like you said, don't show like an inch of like, um, any any type of reveal, not an inch, but like any type of revealing clothing or anything like that, and they just have it. It's like it's their aura, it's their thing. Exactly, like, it goes, like Jessica Pearson from Suits. Yes, it it don't. It that's not her name. I forgot her name. Forgive me, but like, um, but, I know. But you're she's Lawrence Fitzburns, like ex-wife or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Lawrence Fitzburns. That was that was nailed it, my guy. <laughs> she was she was beautiful. She, I saying was like she's not dead. She's she's oh beautiful. Gina Torres. There we go. Beautiful woman. But like stuff like that, like it's not. You can literally like uh, how I say this. You can, uh, but you can't be hit and do it. But like, there are girls who may not be as bad as the high school the cheerleader and shit. Mm-hmm. But the sex appeal wins out in the end because it's not something you could turn on and off. If it was that that was the case. Half these chicks would have sex appeal, and, none, and I think almost sixty percent of them don't. You think sixty percent? That's a huge percentage, Goldie. No, because I'm sitting here. I'm being real. Like, I think most people will sit there and confuse pretty and looking sexy as far as wearing revealing shit, having a fat ass, and all that, or a nice body to look at as sex appeal. When it's just looking sexy. Is that what you're saying? Yes. They confuse it too. Visually appealing. Okay. Oh, oh. If you're saying that, then yes, I, I, I see what you're talking about. Okay. If like. Saying like that, that's definitely true. You can look because I know art. girls that don't do that and have sex appeal out the ass. And I know girls, and I know I also do know women and, 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 and females that do sit there and wear like very revealing stuff and everything, and they have no sex appeal at all. Because mean mean that they can't go and get what they want or go get what they're after. Meaning like they can't keep a keep a, a mate or a thing or get anything serious. When versus women that I know. That don't do any of that and yet have people literally knocking down their doors to be with them for a chance to be with them. Mm-hmm. Not even just sexually, just to be around them. Like it's a it's a very interesting thing to watch, to be honest with you. But yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, so I I think like when you say it like that, when and you put plus it like, that. like sex appeal. When I say that, it means they don't have to try. That's that's what I mean. Like There's how no many effort. times do you ever really see Beyonce, Rihanna bent over twerking and shit for attention like that? You really when she was younger. And Instagram earlier days. Yeah, but not like like now though. Like now, now she doesn't have to. But yeah. But like now though, like I mean, like she might have hit a quick twerking like that, but it ain't the shit they be doing now though. 
That's true, but it's I, I think it's more way more acceptable now to do that type of shit versus back then. We've like made it okay as a society. I know, I'm, I'm not saying happen. that, but think about it. The little bit she did though, did ten times the work that it does for these girls now. Yeah, but her celebrity was also a part of it. But I, but I, but I. No, get I'm not saying. Going. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about like move, remove the celebrity thing, mm. the twerking thing. Didn't make her more bad than what she was already was. She didn't have to throw it out there. It was already. It made you want to go check it out rather than. It added it. on to it. Is what you're saying? Yes, sex okay. appeal will make a nigga want to check it out. Rather, sexy is just appreciating what's in front of you. Okay. All right. Like sexy people have a have you go for the girl with all the like with um that's covered up and like just try like let me let me I'll see what's up with that versus the chick at the library exactly versus <laughs> the chick in a bikini right there because it's already there yeah I I give it to me I give it to me yeah, 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 yeah. that's true that's true so like a lot of times stuff like this is like the effortlessness in, in it because it'll come off completely different. Cause you can tell when a girl wants to like is trying to look sexy and wants to be seen. You can tell when the girl wants to be seen from, on that. Oh yeah, in that lane. It's definitely it's definitely something that if you if you're wise enough you can pick it up. Cause there's a lot of people that don't don't that that can't pick it. Oh, up. Oh no, cause everybody ain't using discernment. But you know when. Yeah. You but, know when but, somebody's trying to be. But seen. If you've been around the block or you've seen enough or you. Perfect example. Seen, yeah. Sexy is a girl who walks down the street and you can tell she's switching. Mm-hmm. Sex appeal is when that shit. You ain't trying to look, but you know you guys see what that is. Okay. That's a good question. Being sexy and cute has you looking for the attention. Sex appeal has you drawing the attention. Mind you, you can get the same result with the same chick. It's just how you get there is different. It's just how you get there. It's just like what avenue you take to get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very true. Very, very true. But do you think that that people have got... Why do you think people... Let me ask you this. Why do you think people have gotten the two mixed up so much? Especially today. Well, because it's so pre- it's so prevalent and it's always in your face that niggas don't really have... Females now don't have to try to be as sexy or try to be alluring. That's why it's a lost art. But when a woman can master it, it's so powerful. That's why certain women get certain praises because they can ma- they master the art of allure. Mm-hmm. Not just putting everything out there for a nigga to sit there and just be like... Oh, okay, it's there. Next. Mm. It's such that might make a nigga want to come back. Mm-hmm. Not not gonna debate that. Not 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 gonna debate that. Cause that is that is one of the factors of it. It's true. Do you think social media has brought that more to light? I think that's what it is. Cause it's always been happening. That's always been a thing. People putting more out there for people to see and everything like that. Cause strip clubs have always been a thing. <laughs> Prostitution has always been a thing. That type of that type of or energy type of well, yeah, well, thing has always more, been a thing. Not, it, it's been con- it's but social media, I think, has made it more mainstream. Or yeah, normal. that's what I'm like, saying. Yeah, P game, right? Like, not saying this. I'm not saying like it's a one for one comparison. Mm-hmm. But if we're being honest, as far as like if we're talking about the pantheon of bad, of beautiful females in throughout history, like I'm talking just outright the top top of bad bitches. Not Instagram bad. I mean, just genuinely bad, right? Right. There's a reason why Pam Greer will blow half these bitches out now if she was around back in the day. Like, if you took her from back in the day to now, she would still blow half these chicks out of water. There's a reason why women like her or uh, Marilyn Monroe are so prevalent, are so famous for the things they did all those years ago. Exactly, because, and that's the thing, it's all about how you do it, right? Because if we're being honest, 
if Pam Greer and uh, what's her face, Marilyn Monroe, did some shit differently, they'd be considered like high quality thoughts, basically, right? Yeah, they 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 would. I mean, they I think they were considered that for like their time. I mean, yes, but you know, but I mean, like, but it would still how last. how yeah. history remembers them. Yeah, yeah, but it's that's I think where sex appeal is. Cause you really ain't never. I mean, they got naked before, but you it wasn't all of the time and shit. And they were just as bad, like with their clothes on, without it. Like it was that type type of shit. Like right, older bitches had that shit like crazy. There's a reason why grandpa had her grandma and grandpa had like eleven kids and shit. That's true. That's true. That and I don't think they were using like contraceptives. I mean, nigga, no (laughs) duh. So that's a factor too. But yeah, you're 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 right. Had for like five brothers and sisters when your mom was pregnant for like four years straight. Crazy. <laughs> it was an interesting time. That stuff still happens today. It's just mm-hmm. on a more interesting like factor. Or you got bitches trying to prove a point like Octomom. I forgot about Octomom. I know, right? That was a while ago too. Wonder how I wonder if her kids are any of her kids are grown now. They probably I are, right? Think so I don't care. But the part that blew me was not finding out she had more kids before they. She had more kids before they ate? Yes, her pussy's a freeway. She had more... Wait, wait. She had more kids before they ate? Yes. What, so, so her and her husband was one of those people that was just trying to have multiple... No, um, I don't think she had a husband. I think her and her doc, a doctor got together and made some shit happen. That's that's what you think? Or is that what you know? That's what I'm thinking. I, I, think, I say I think because I can't remember the entire story because it's been so long. Yeah, that was like years ago, bro. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Like It was her and a doctor or something like that. Uh, okay. All right. But it was still it was still interesting to see like how times have changed, right? Um, speaking of like times changing and everything like that, you know who put out an album that was definitely a, a change of pace? Your What's guy, that? your boy Drake. Oh, Lord. Honestly, never mind. How do you feel about the album? I feel like that album was meant for. Everywhere but black Twitter. Explain. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Everywhere but black Twitter. Yes. I personally mm-hmm. am not a huge fan of the album. I don't mm-hmm. think it's as bad as everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. But I... Well, personally, I think that people had different expectations of what this album was. The problem is you had expectations in general. He never really set them for you. Mm-hmm. Two... If you go anywhere outside the U.S., this album is going to fucking slap. And I get that the United States is really big and has is a real big tastemaker and trendsetter and all that, but overseas operates differently. That's where the EDM crowds are really, really big and this stuff will really hit. Mm-hmm. Because Drake, I don't, in my opinion, this is not a cop out because I've been way more, I've been way harder on Drake for other other projects than this. Mm-hmm. I think it was never meant for the niggas who got mad about it. When I say that, I mean, he wasn't making it for the hip-hop R&B fans who want to hear that spiritual, miracle, lyrical type shit. Like, Mm -hmm. all that shit. No, it wasn't that. He gave you bops. And also, let's be real, radio does a lot of EDM remixes on a lot of people's music. So Drake kind of beat them to the punch. So now they got to pay him the whole price. They do. They do. Yeah, like, I I mean, 
person like niggas don't a lot of people don't notice this stuff because just you know the difference in the artist stuff but like Kelly Rowland has a really big international following because she does a lot of EDM and house music. I did not know that actually. Exactly. Is she really? Yes, her name is really big in that community. But because of how Americans view her as just you know Destiny's Child, Kelly Rowland, the other girl, one of the other two girls, Destiny's Child. That's not Beyonce. That's kind of how they view her now. Right. You wouldn't know that, but it's stuff like that where I say like. The world has different tastes and there are different avenues and shit. So all this stuff might not fly on black Twitter, but everywhere else, these people like this stuff. It's not an issue for them. And as far as a nigga like Drake, Drake has been has been showing for the last like almost six, seven, ten years. If he's nothing, he's versatile. And he mm-hmm. can go into any type of lane and rock this shit. So, I mean... If it was bad, I'm wondering what grade were you measuring on? Who expectations were you following? Were you expect? Who were you expecting? And what were you expecting? Right. Because most people, I can't like they said, I don't like that EDM house shit. Okay, but you can't tell me it's trash though. You just don't like it. And I think the problem is if you don't like something and it being trash, you gotta be able to separate them two things. Mm. You do. You do. So what I what I think it is, I think people got like duped per se. Because Drake just randomly announced that he was dropping at midnight, and people was expecting rapping Drake. Yeah, but my thing is, who? How do you get duped? Meaning that like they were expecting like rapping Drake, yeah, I mean, probably I mean, some singing, but they were just, they were expecting more. Like you listen to the album, right? They were expecting more of that song with Twenty One Savage, which is a dope song, by the way. No, I'm, I'm, versus, I'm saying, saying, like, I don't think anybody expected Drake to drop a house album, like dude. Okay, that's what but, it was. This, this is why I'm not mad at it, though. Because I'm not like, mad at it either. I, know, I actually but, like, like that. But, like the way other the way the Twitter and all that shit has responded to it. Again, one, it was a surprise album, meaning that y'all never knew it was going to happen, so if this shit never dropped tomorrow, y'all are going on about your life. Yeah, very true. Two. They just want to be angry, bro. Exactly. He didn't, the reason, I think the reason why he did it like that is so you wouldn't have expectations for the album. Yeah, I'm not saying that, I'm going, not saying that going, he put that I know, I'm saying, but how are you going to have expectations for a shit that don't, didn't even have a rollout? Because people are crazy like that. What do you mean? No, I mean, <laughs> people, people are nuts. Yeah, yeah but that course. shows how crazy this is. Like, you're mad, you're mad they're shit when a nigga never had a rollout for it. Like, that's... like, yeah, the night the album came out, I was it was perfect, low key, because I was driving from somewhere very far back to my house. Right, I had like an hour or something to drive, so I got time to listen to the music and actually like vibe with it. And I listen to house music, so. I was like, Drake really made a house album, bro. Like, really made a house album. I was like, yo, people, a lot of people, I forgot who I was talking to, but I was like, yo, a lot of people are not going to particularly like this because, like, it's not what they're going to expect because they hear Drake, they're going to expect him. Like, he's going to be singing. They're going to be like, okay, it's one track he's singing because he started off album singing before. Like, for example, Views. Excuse me. Views starts off with a singing track. So they're just like, okay, cool. Then, then they're gonna be like, yo, when's the rapping coming in? When is this gonna be? When is gonna be like, where's the Lord knows type of track? Where's the da 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 da? And then I was like, yo, this man really just made like a straight up house album. And then, but I also sat there and low key predicted that people were eventually going to sit there and start a rocking. And I think it's starting to one eighty now because I'm starting to see a lot of people sit there and and bump this music. Matter of fact, it wasn't even just Twitter. I was listening to the radio. 
ran like on a rare occasion because I rarely listen to it. And the DJ literally said, "Play Jimmy Cooks." Was the song with him in Twenty One Savage? And sat there and said, "This is the drink we want." Multiple times, he said, "This is the drink that we want. This is the drink we want to listen to. Not the rest of whatever the that whatever is on that album." He didn't say the fuck, but he was like, "Not whatever is on that album." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so a lot of people think, but now I'm seeing. Like I said, people 180 and people saying like, yo, this album is kind of a bop. It's a good album if you listen to it with those expectations if you're driving in the background. Like, that's it. And in the and also, I've been to bars and clubs since the album came out. And when they put this these some of these songs on, like Sticky, for example, I've seen people go, go ape shit crazy, bro. I've seen people vibe to it. So, you know... And then Drake put out a perfect kind of little, like, not a statement, but he said, like, yo, we're already, like, here. We're just going to wait for people to catch up. And matter of fact, we're on to the next. We're not even waiting for people. But we're already, we already knew that people weren't going to particularly care for it. We're just moving on to the next. Honestly, I think Kendrick did the same thing, too, when he released his album. Because he knew that people wasn't going to, that people weren't going to sit there and, like, be able to digest it in the way that it needed to be digested when it first came out. But that's how albums are released Wait, nowadays. I'm sorry. Fuck that. All right. I think Kendrick likes the fact that you he feels you got a theory. Oh, no. I said Kendrick gets a kick. I meant, like, Kendrick... What I meant is, like, Kendrick gets a kick out of that. But I knew that, like... But after being absent for five years and then Kendrick dropping what he dropped, people weren't expecting the album that he dropped for it to be such a deep, thought-out, thing therapy type of session type of album. They were expecting more something like, damn. Uh, with all these things in between. Not really, because this, this is the album I literally expected from. Do you hear how... Did you see how many people were shitting on that album when it first came out, yo? Tons of people. Okay. Hear me Tons out. Tons of yeah. people. I no, think no. I think those people are actually tired of this Kendrick thing. And what I mean this Kendrick thing is... Okay. I'm rocking with you. Go ahead. Sometimes, and I mean sometimes, you don't want to have to be in a mindset to listen to a song. You just want to be able to listen to it. Right. There is no, and I hate saying this because it's, it's disrespectful to a lot of people, but there is no easy listening when it comes to Kendrick. It's, I got to be in the mindset to shoot a cop or not like that. You know what I mean? Like, want to free my people and shit to listen to this nigga. <laughs> Whereas back then, he never had a problem with balancing the tone of easy access with Good Kid Mad City, but having that deep ass commentary that people liked and dug into. Right. So, again, to me, I think he just, he kind of shot himself in the foot trying to overcomplicate the shit. If that makes any sense whatsoever. I can see where you're going with and it. And I'm not saying, I didn't like the album because personally, I was just kind of iffy about it because with Kendrick album. I loved it. Kendrick albums, I don't know if I could ever have an honest opinion because of how people, how much people dick write about it. No, I love the album. Okay, cool. You, but you're not a dick writer, like I'm saying, like, yeah, I'm not gonna dick right now. Like, I just love it. People sit there act like the whole week before it came up, they act like nobody ever touched, put a pen and paper before Kendrick got here. Like, <laughs> that's liter- true. That's like, true. Literally, like, bro, that's because like he didn't release for like five years. And I bro. get that, and I'm happy for the hype. I mm-hmm. love, I love seeing hip hop kind of get with some real. But then shit. so many people were disappointed, bro. That's because what because they about. just wanted that. They didn't need the thing is with Kendrick. Is the problem is, yo, sometimes niggas don't need the message. Just give us some heat. You ain't got to dumb down nothing. Oh. You ain't got to adjust nothing. Just give us some fucking heat. You know what it also is? The fact that he also kind of like to go off of your sitting himself in the foot type of thing. Um, 
if he never did the features that he did on Baby King shit on Family Ties, that verse on Family Ties where he's like burn out hard drive all that other shit, smoking on top five. If he didn't set everybody up like that, because that verse was phenomenal, and, it was and then released the album that he released, going in. That's like yeah, like think about then, think then about some of his done. best beloved tracks, right? Um, well, uh, his control verse, right? Mm-hmm. It was just about Kendrick going in and seeing how that nigga can write bars and just craft his shit. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to have no wider social impact. It was just we wanted to see you display your talent because mm-hmm. you are that talented. Right. You yes. ain't, you ain't got to do everything else. And, I'm, and this is, again, this is my personal opinion. This is the only way I can really eloquate how people have explained it to me. But I don't need Kendrick trying to be Tupac. Just give me K-Dat from Good, Good Kid Mad City type shit. True. There's a there's sometimes it's okay to go high concept, then it's just okay to just give us some, give us some shit. Cause like, the hard part of five, right? Great. They added that to the album. Did you see that? I don't care. Okay, it's the I, last song on the album. Sure. I did. <laughs> I sure. like the song itself, but I was upset. I didn't like it when it first came out because I was like, "Yo, please, on God, don't let this be anything like the album." Why? Cause I just. I'm, what's your favorite heart part? What's your favorite heart for you? Probably two. Exactly. What did two do? He just went off. Exactly. Especially when he ran out of breath and kept going. When he that rapping shit till he lost his voice, like yeah. that's the thing keep niggas like niggas love it when Kendrick feels like he about to bump, bust a gasket trying to rap some shit. Mm-hmm. Like that shit right there. Like when you could hear that, ain't no coaching me. I can't even if you're in the way and if you better get it better run for peace sake. like yeah. all that shit that's what niggas really wanted not saying like he don't that's what I'm saying like, he don't, don't give like, it damn. to you anymore cause that was on damn that was on damn yes. humble yes Duckworth yes yeah it was it was there so but even damn wasn't still damn wasn't what everybody was looking for was it either not at first no I remember when Damn came out, people people were definitely like like doing the same thing they're doing now. But with this album, with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, it's more warranted versus Damn. Damn wasn't warranted because when I when I first heard it, I was like, yo, people are not going to get this. People are not going to get this straightforward. This is going to be one of those albums that like years from now, people are going to finally crack the code. Everything. It's the same thing with To Pimp a Butterfly. A lot of people didn't get it when it first came out, but now they're getting it. With Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, people got a lot of this album, like straight from the gate, but... It's one of, once again, it's also going to be very digested, but it... Perfect example, right? Yeah, why, yeah. Why, like, personally, like, I, the one album I honestly never go back to for Kendrick is To the, Pippa the Butterfly, mm-hmm. is because it's so dated. And what I mean by dated, not in a bad way, but that album is so 2016 or wherever it came out, you can't escape that. Like, that shit is literally... It's definitely a moment in time. And mind yeah. you, that's not always bad, but it ain't always good either. Because replayability. True. True. And the thing is, Good Kid Mad City, whether you hate it or not, that that album gave you every part of Kendrick and one. And it was a debut. Exactly. That was amazing. Like I said earlier, niggas might get their magnum opus, their first album, because that's their hungriest. Like, to me, I don't think Kendrick's ever going to put a better album out than Good Kid Mad City. It's a possibility. Have, well, and that's my opinion. Have you, does he, do you think he's put an album out better than Good Kid Mad City from top to bottom? In terms of like what? Like in an overall package? Overall, whatever you consider more. Yeah, no. No, 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 no
Good Kid, Mad City is definitely like his best like work in terms of the thing. Only because, because of, it gives you every it gives you everything it can. It gives you the revolutionary. It gives you the nigga, because other things. It yeah, gives you the social commentary. It's, the uncut, it's uncut Kendrick. It's Kendrick without exactly, any thought. It's exactly. Kendrick without any putting any. It's not not even just putting any thought. He was a student of the game back then. But Once, it feels it feels effortless. That's the part. Like, but it did set him up though. It no, set I mean, him it, up. It, yeah, I mean, when I say ever, like, I mean, like, even when he wanted to inject some higher consciousness in there, it wasn't hard to do. Yeah. It felt effortless. Because it was new. Every other album, it seemed like he had a point to prove on one specific thing. Because, yeah. Like, the thing he lost was that layman shit. And I'm not saying, like, dumb it. Kendrick's, nothing about Kendrick's ever been dumbed down. Not at all. When I mean, like, in layman's terms, meaning, like, the easiest and most effective way to communicate it to somebody, he lost that for me, for some reason. He's never lost it with me, but I see no, why I'm you not, say that. I'm not saying that he lost. I'm just saying like that for people who have to listen to it, like you have to be in a certain mindset, right? Yes. That's not layman's. You have to want to feel certain. You want to have to. You want to have to go in and feel this type of way to listen to this album. That's not access for everybody. Whereas Good Kid, Mad City, you can be mad, happy, feeling ignorant, and find a track wanna, on there that can wanna sit hit that mood. Want to yeah. hit a higher conscious? Want to open up that third eye? Whatever. And just let that shit rock. It'll hit that eventually. If you never, if you don't say you got anything filled up with Mad City, you lying to yourself. Right. You cannot say that for these other albums. I, I feel. Even I feel you. Damn, as I think, damn was his second best album. I can say that. I yeah. Still, don't think he hit the way Good Kid, Mad City with that ease of access thing. But that's why Good Kid, Mad City set him up. So I say it set him up because it put such a pedestal up there that like it's hard to hit that again. And everything, especially because there was other things to talk about. I remember when P- to Pimper Butterfly came out, they asked like, "Why did you this like Why did you make this type of album as a follow up?" And he sat there and he said, "Because like times are not happy. If we were happy, I would have made like a more happy, more follow up that people were expecting. But times weren't the best back then. It was like prime Black Lives Matter. But uh, like, and I, all see, that like, other when shit. I like yeah, when I said yeah, earlier, yeah. when it beats itself, like again." Butterfly. Sometimes you ain't always. Are you always trying to be in a Black Lives Matter type of mentality? Hell no. Exactly. And to some people, that just don't work for them. And that's why that's the problem. And with that this speaks. Album. And that speaks apps. And to right there, what I said, right? Does that mm-hmm. speak to anything about the quality of the album? No, the album. Right, right. The album is so great. It's top tier. Like we cry together. For example, is a oh my crazy song. But I was just like, he yo, snapped this, on that shit. But this, I was like, but this is definitely uh... a. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter's. Of all places. Sit there and say, Kendrick, if I want to hear somebody argue with you, I would have just, like, be, I would have just stayed at my house, my parents' house or some shit like that. Because, because I... Like, we're talking, um... <laughs> you know it's it true! You know what it is? Like, I feel like... It's in, fucking um, true. Not in the, like... Not in terms of relatability, just of being one to receive it. I think Kendrick lost that everyman kind of vibe to his music. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like... I don't know... It, Tell me if this makes sense, because I, I'm trying to explain it, but I don't know if I am correctly. All right, I'm listening. It's like, that. Every, when I say that every man vibe, it's like that anybody can sit there and listen to this shit and get fat out of it. Yes. Whether, you're, whether you were going for the surface, below the surface, way below the surface, six degrees below the surface, mm-hmm. you still got something out that album and didn't feel dumb by not getting it, or not wanting to always look for that. Right. Because even then, Good Kid, Man City. Money Trees, as much as, yes, it was a regular, just we call it a hood track, it was still rapping about the environment, like the whatever, the whole, all that shit, like real, sing about me. These are all songs that touch on deeper things besides just rap. 
Very but true. But also kept that everyman kind of feel where niggas wanted to bump that shit. Very true. Because, like, I'm sorry. Like, to me, nothing... None of these songs, to me, really stick out like Good Kid, Mad City because it just... I personally, like, the way I always have to hear jazz beats and shit getting flipped over, getting switched out and shit. It's like, uh. Mm-hmm. But, like, certain shit don't stick out. Like, you ever be in your head, like, promise that you will sing about me? Yeah, me? it's a catchy song. Yes. And plus, that song hits deeper than just that, right? Yeah. It was catchy, but that other side of it. He lost the catchy part and just worked on the below the surface without getting the good. Like, it's like a cake without the icing, honestly. I, okay, all right. That's a good analogy. That's kind of I can I can rock that. That's I yeah. can rock that. Because mind you, icing may not be necessary, but it makes the cake. It does make the cake. But thinking, but but, but thinking of things that are like not necessary. What about Black Panther? Like you said, not necessary. The newest one. Well, first off, I am a big fan of fuck whatever that shit was. Y'all need to recast the Chala because, again. Respect to the great actor that Chadwick Boseman was, because I think that man is absolutely amazing and a master of his craft. Goated. But to me, I don't think he killed Black Panther the way people try to say he did. Mm. I mean, no, I mean, like to me, if you want to, if you want me to give you a rule that Chadwick Boseman embodied and killed, James Brown. Goddamn right. Oh, I was, gonna say, I was gonna say that was the second one compared that to, nigga, to the shallow one. James Brown descended it and took that nigga's body over. They don't look nothing alike except being dark skin. But he, <laughs> but okay. did he did he not master? He gave you James Brown and everything he get every second on screen. He gave you James Brown. He did. Like literally, if you didn't, if they didn't look different, like face structurally didn't look different, you swear that was James Brown. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. I don't get that with Black Panther. Like to me, he didn't mark that role the way people say he did. It's I think just, he marked the role. Marked the role. I think he did great. I think he did too. I think he did did great too. I'm just not. I don't think he murked the rule like that. Like no, he did. I think he did, and it's very hard to recast doing, him. No, because, it's not because I how, think how, what what about what about his performance was so uncanny that nobody because he was like the blueprint for it. Whoever comes after, if they do recast him, whoever comes after is gonna have to go off that blueprint. No, they don't. They don't have to go off no, it. Like all right, perfect. but it's gonna right. be very hard because so that's, saying, that's, that's be like saying nobody could ever play Batman after who? Who's the best Batman to you? It's still a big toss-up. Nigga, just pick one. God damn. George Clooney. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, probably Christian Bale or, okay, or Robert Patterson. Perfect example. People used to say like nobody can follow up after Christian Bale because how he killed Batman, right? And then, seen, and then Robert, Robert Patterson came out. We've seen otherwise. Yeah. I'm not saying better or worse. I just say they somebody could come up and do something different with it, right? Right. That's what I mean because the child is way more fast, is way more multifaceted than Chadwick portrayed him. Chadwick portrayed him very regally, but also very weak. Like, if you had to sit there and put somebody as a king, I would take Chadwick's Chadwick's Black Panther. Mm -hmm. But look at the difference between Black Panther T'Challa versus Civil War T'Challa. Like, to me, those are two different characters. Okay. Okay. Come on, like, really think about how how they handled him in Civil War versus how Ryan Coogler handled him in his own movie, Night and Day. I'll, 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 I, I see where you're going Because Civil War, let's be real, Civil War Black Panther would have folded almost half the niggas in the movie in half the time. Yeah. 
And that's not that's not really that's less about Chadwick's performance, but it's about the writing behind him. So that's not. Yeah, I was like, it's more about the that's more yes, about the writing rather than I, him. We have a lot of black actors who would kill a gruel like T'Challa, and the fact that Disney thinks they're doing something important by not recasting it, I'm like thinking, I'm thinking about it. No, because one and God, I know it's gonna sound fucked up. I don't want to see nothing but women in the Black Panther movie. That's kind of where we're at right now. There are no real main lead characters for males. I mean, there has been in the comments. There has been a woman Black Panther, but no, she I'm didn't. Not, I'm not, but I'm, she didn't come I'm until like saying, years not, later. I'm no, not saying no. that. I'm saying the fact that this is supposed to be Black Panther, right? No, Black no, that's Panther, what I'm saying. Black Panther, no matter who it is, is going to always be T'Challa, right? Just because other mm, niggas, not, not yes, exactly, bro. Yeah. Just because other niggas wear Batman suit, it's no, 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 no. What I'm no, what I'm saying is like, no, it's always going to be. People are always going to think of it as T'Challa, and there is a woman Black Panther in the comics, but she, like I said, she didn't come until years, years down not, the line. I, I get, you're not hearing what I'm saying. And staying you're not on hearing T'Challa. what I'm saying, right? When you think of Black Panther, no matter, I'm not talking about take out the lore, and I'm talking about who the character is. Mm-hmm. Black Panther is always T'Challa. Yes. Yes. Now yeah, again, yes, do, yes. now if we're going lore, you know there were ones before him. But who the character was created as from top to bottom, written by Stan Lee. It's, it's a child. Okay. So, the fact that you... That's like having a Batman movie with nobody playing Bruce Wayne. Right. It don't fucking work. It wouldn't work. No. And wouldn't. for a character like what T'Challa is supposed to be, all these other characters... Name one character you really think could, as far as screen presence, I mean, really could play the next Black Panther. On Black Panther? Nobody. Exactly. That's what I, that's what I mean Like by... T- by you need Black Pan- You need a Black Panther. One, there's way too many stories with Wakanda. Well, first of all, T'Challa is way too important to Wakanda to ever have him removed permanently. Mm-hmm. All the stories about Wakanda revolve around T'Challa in some way or another. Even if you have his sister being Black Panther, he was still king of the underworld and got an upgraded power. What's they left alone? What's they they have they never mentioned in the MCU? But like I feel you. Well, they didn't get to that point yet because you got you need the Fantastic Four for that story to happen. Right, right, right. Because that that goes into his actual combo origins. Right, right, right. So stuff like that. Right. Like care like Chadwick. That's why I say Chadwick was so good because he played he portrayed the regality of what it means to be a king from a black nation. Right. Which I think, if we're going into symbolism, I think that's why people think he killed the role so much. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about the character of T'Challa, not just the optics of seeing black people in Africa and not being felt by white people mm-hmm. he didn't do it like it's kind of like it's kind of like what's his face um Michael Keaton playing Batman he did the job very well I did but he didn't murk the role like those other guys did later on I think Val Kilmer is more more more, uh, more in that spot than, than Michael Keaton is what do you mean Michael Keaton did kill his role I think Val Kilmer Kilmer Kimmer didn't kill his role like that more than the other people. You know what's funny? I actually, I actually will beat you on that. Alright. But, <laughs> but no. We can say that for another episode. Yeah, but like, <laughs> we can say that for another episode. But like, I, yeah, but like, but you you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as far as he was, Keaton's, well, I mean, we're going to add, we're talking about movies only. Movies only. Keaton was the baseline, right? Mm-hmm. Every other actor had to either build on that and surpass it, right? Mm-hmm. How many other aspects of Batman's character are there that other actors explored more? Like, you got Robert Pattinson and, and Kristen Bell leaning into more of the... Darker aspects. Darker, disassociated from, 
you know, rake the rest of people and shit, like society and shit, outcast mm-hmm. type Batman, cool. Mm-hmm. Then you had the other ones where he was more the billionaire playboy who has had the alter ego type thing. So it depends on what you're going for. But if you're going to act like T'Challa and the Black, Black Panther T'Challa and actual comics T'Challa are the same, come on. And I'm not saying, like, they have to be, but, like, T'Challa is way more militant, way more assertive and, and, and sure of himself than he was in that movie. It's kind of annoying seeing a dynamic character like that always have to hide behind his mother and his sisters or Okoye to make a decision. Like, name one decision he did by himself. I'm not saying that... Like, I would have to watch the movie again, but, I, but I'm pretty sure I'll probably see everything that you're talking about. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. Like, mind you, I love Black Panther. I actually love the way we're kind of in the comics. I just don't like seeing Black Panther being neutered in his own movie. So, you're saying Black Panther 2 is not gonna... You don't think it's gonna be worth it? Honestly, I don't see what they have left now. Because mm. you're still gonna have to explain him dying, and then who's gonna replace him is gonna be nothing but a letdown, no matter what happens. <laughs> Okay, all right. Not disagreeing, not, even, not disagreeing with that. You it's definitely Dan- a real possibility. You even got Daniel Kaluuya in it, who was actually, I think, the, yeah, third, didn't he just the say, third best act, the third best youngest actor, as far the younger cast. The yeah, didn't he, didn't he just say that he's not returning for it? No. Why? And I, I don't, um, scheduling concerts. Okay. Movie, no, they took, they delayed it, and then he had to start shooting Nope with Kiki Palmer, so, and Jordan Peele, so it didn't work out like that. Okay, all right. But even then, he was wasted in the first movie. He's actually the out of Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman, him, three of the best actors on set, they didn't even use him. His best scene was a deleted scene. Right. That's true. Like, as important, like, think about it. If they were writing this story how it should have been to make sense, he would have never been, he would have been the one that went to go get Claw and Okoye would have stayed at her ass in, in Wakanda. Made, made sense. We Because, who has the more motivation to do it? The guy whose parents got killed? Right. Like that, like, stuff like that don't make sense for the character because, they want to push the females of Wakanda, which I love. I love the Dora Milaje. But they're not beating Bucky in a fight. Like, I don't know. They, they, did, they did in the... In the, in the you, in know that shit, you know that shit is not... But that was, that was played up for if the they series. Didn't, if they didn't that was played up for the series. Yes, I know. If they I know. They weren't trying to do the girl power shit. It was, you know, it was played there was for the not, series. There was, was no way they was really the doing that for my name. It was like, played up for the series. It was played up for the series. I told you that Bucky and Falcon shit was fucking lit, though. Yeah, it was a great show. They did a decent job. But it's all good either way. Um, you know what? At this point... Time will tell. We're going to put bread on this shit. <laughs> if I might as well, at put, this point. How trash it is. We'll use the podcast money. Speaking of the podcast... <laughs> Yo, I'll bet you the so, pot. Fine, fine. Wait, you betting it's good or bad? Good. I'll, I'll say I'm it's betting it's bad. All right, say less. So, we'll come back to this episode. But thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you for everything. This has been... JLD Live, shout out to all of our sponsors, shout out to Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Backstage, shout out to y'all the fans. We out!